Blog Talk Radio. All I do is stay focused, looking straight forward at the world and beyond. I feel people pulling me down. I feel some pulling me up. I can't. This is for my soldiers that see the midnight even when the sun is shining. <laughs> yo, yo, let me speed this up. I go to the grave before I be a slave, nigga. Better beware, you dealing with some snake niggas. They the lost souls speaking cryptic codes. Spit rhetoric that's worthless like federal notes. They embark on death, they math ain't adding up. They don't understand how much these crackers study us. They don't understand the whole, so they sell their soul. And fuck Quincy Jones for that Bentley Rose. Uh, I wouldn't fold, but a lot of them did. Take a oath, cause they mostly dying to get rich. Uh, it's plain and simple. Just give my flow time to penetrate through your temple. Freemasons, that's what he called it. Free sovereign, we Moorish. Big empires, real big movements. Built dynasties, finally we proved it. No Europeans, it was just a lot of melanin. Some great men and some elevated women. All black temple, use a mortal guard. All white crystals, my soul is washed. New Rolls Royce, now you open, nigga. All white neighborhood, you they token, nigga. They sold out like MLK. Got you dreaming on the mountain like MLK. So, so I MLK. Make moves like kings and meditate all day. Right now, I'm about to make history. They want my body, so fuck it, I build mentally. I go to the grave before I be a slave, nigga. Better beware, you dealing with some snake niggas. Started back in Kemet, now we worldwide. Meditating with the guards, we will never die. I go to the grave before I be a slave, nigga. Better beware, you dealing with some snake niggas. Started back in Kemet, now we worldwide. Meditating with the guards, we will never die. Yeah. You dudes can't do nothing with me. I got the guards in me. I'd have preferred them niggas to go hard with me. Symbols of Lucifer, dog. I can see the signs. The whole world under a spell. Turn the music down. I hear you clearly, dude. I don't fear you, but them niggas fear you. That's why they do the rituals. The only hell is with your mind engineering. This is a holographic universe we live in. And he without knowledge himself ain't going far. So y'all look in the mirror, tell me who you are. Who are you? Bitch, you said you was a crack slinger. Before you started the rap, it's amazing how you made it to the table with the mayor. Lord knows you never would have made it without the oath. And dark rooms, your body and coffins. Symbols in your video prove you made the offering. You're cold-blooded, you're on your third six and doing it undercover. You hail Mary Shiner, but thou shalt deny it. With your eyes on the prize, you's a bad motherfucker, alright? But I deciphered it. I go to the grave before I be a slave, nigga. Better beware, you dealing with some snake niggas. Started back in Kemet, now we worldwide. Meditating with the guards, we will never die. I go to the grave before I be a slave, nigga. Better beware, you dealing with some snake niggas. Started back in Kemet, now we worldwide. Meditating with the guards, we will never die. Peace, peace, peace to the family, peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your host, The Red Pill. 
and I'll be joined by my co-host, The Blue Pill, any minute now. Peace to the family. Peace to everybody out there. Thank you for joining us last week, Friday, on our monumental um, show, More Fire, Part 3, Tore Down. And for the family that didn't catch the live stream, uh, the guard Africa Bambada called up, you know what I mean, and definitely certified, solidified, and put the stamp of approval on the whole movement, you know what I mean? That's, that, I mean, like, anybody could have, nobody else could have called them to make it to stamp. Like, I, I, I wouldn't care if, you know, who, Jay-Z or somebody, you know what I mean, whatever. Like, Africa Bambada, the father, the architect, you know what I mean? He called it in. So there you have it. Um, you know, for all my artists out there, the mixtape is on its way. We're going to put that together. You know what I'm saying? I get chills listening to that opener song. That's Jesse West for the family who might not know who that is with the uh, the Free Sovereigns. I want to hear that in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like, on blast. So, you know, peace to him. He called in and did his thing. Um, so... Today's show is going to be very, very interesting. You know what I'm saying? We got the God. We got the noble brother Cheyenne. For the family out there who might not be familiar with who Cheyenne is, um, all you have to do is go to YouTube and look up Moors in Court. That's Moors in Court, okay? And Cheyenne is the brother that's up there with the other brother, Amir, demonstrating basically, you know, that Moorish... uh, just that Morris science, you know what I'm saying, standing on his square, doing what we do every day in these courtrooms around um, the globe. So, and this is also the brother who is uh, part of the Marrakesh Empire and the Aboriginal law firm, and he's doing humongous things. He's doing big things that are relevant right now. So later on in the show, we're going to bring him on. He's going to build with the family, and he's going to deal with some solutions. You know what I mean? So that's what it is. Peace to Lord Abba, too. I see you. All right. So before we get started with that, let's just touch on some um, some news that's going on around the globe. You know what I mean? One of the most interesting things that I saw, I mean, I saw a lot of things in the news today, but one of the most interesting things that blew me away was when I was looking, uh, somebody sent me this message. I'm going to read it to y'all. And it's dealing with Hitler. You know what I'm saying? Don't get spooked out. But uh, it's an interesting Peace to the God. Peace, peace. Peace. Peace to the family. Peace to everyone out there in Radio Land. This is your brother, the brother Blue Pill. Peace. Peace. Yes, sir. Yes, Yes, indeed. It's been a very interesting news cycle, especially... (laughs) Especially the one about Hitler. Who would have ever thought? Crazy or what? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's a two-headed, yeah, it's a two-headed dragon. It's a two-headed monster because we also put this into the Moorish Files. You know, like I'm ready to do the eight-hour, ten-hour lecture because it's too much at this point. Shit is just pouring down. This is like uh, this is that water baron that they're talking about. But for the family that don't know, let me read this article to you about your boy Hitler. Indeed. And it just came out. Uh, Let's see. 
we're going to be dropping a lot of links in the chat for the family to just, you know, you don't have to look at it right away. Just put it to the side. But have it in your, you know, just have it in your, your transmissions. Yeah. What's good with you, though? You all right? Yes, indeed. No doubt. All oh, right. The name I mean, of the... Now, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna touch on that. The name of the article is Hitler Had Jewish and African Roots DNA Test Show. And the newspaper that put this out is the Telegraph. That's over there in Europe, Europa. All right. Hold on, let me let this load. Here we go. Adolf Hitler is likely to have Jewish and African roots DNA tests have shown. Saliva samples taken from 39 relatives of the Nazi leader show he may have had biological links to the subhuman races that he tried to exterminate during the Holocaust. Jean Paul Mulders, a Belgian journalist, and Mark Wienerin, a historian, tracked down the Führer's relatives, including an Austrian farmer who was his cousin earlier this year. A chromosome called haplogroup E1B1B1, I'm saying it slow, so y'all can get tested if, <laughs> if you're in this group, which showed up in their samples is rare in Western Europe, and is mostly commonly found in the Berbers of Morocco, Algeria, and Tunisia, as well as among Akhenazi and Sephardic Jews. One can from this postulate that Hitler was related from people who he despised, Mr. Mulders wrote in the Belgian magazine Knack. Yes, that's it. I mean, I, I could read the rest of the article, but, you know, <laughs> that's crazy right there. I mean, it, it ties into what's being said, what's been said on electric circuits for years, that um, he was Jewish, that um, he actually was a, um, he had the same blood of the Jews that he was persecuting. But I never heard this thing about him being from the Berbers, him, him having a bloodline of the Berbers of Morocco, Algiers, Algiers and um, Tunisia. So that's kind of crazy right there. You know what I mean? Goes to show that even with that blood, you know what I'm saying? Because I, when I read the article, I was like, well, goddammit, there's so many people out here with pure Negro blood that's, you know, single-handedly killing Negroes and don't have a problem with it. So it's not far-fetched, you know what I mean, that one person that hate his blood so much that he would be responsible for the extermination of millions of his own. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. All DNA is linked back to the motherland. And Morocco, Algiers, and Tunisia is the motherland. Indeed. Yeah. You know, also, last weekend I attended a lecture given by the brother Wesley Muhammad, who laid out wonderful, wonderful, uh, undisputable Word. proof of 
the existence of um, not only a quote-unquote black Mohammed, but also, you know what I'm saying, he lays his case out and explains the different streams and roots, you know, that Allah comes from in terms of a more ancient Islam as opposed to the quote-unquote version now that, you know, many feel has been bastardized by an Aryan version of domination of that particular uh, way of life. So the old Moors paradigm reminds them of a period that was closer to the Umayyad, right? Mm -hmm. The history was dropping on them, them being, you know what I'm saying, the original ones that came in and, and brought the legacy over from the continent when it was still pure and pristine. Mm -hmm. So that is what the world has a certain level of fear for, fear of. That's what they're trying to keep out of the minds and the lexicon of the people. They want it to go away. Yeah, they want it to disappear. They want to pretend as if it never existed to begin with, and now that it shows signs of making its return, either which way they, they, they try to hide it, you know what I'm saying, it just won't go away, and it continues to express itself over and over and put the argument right in the face of the people and not so much as an argument, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's something that they have to settle within themselves to now move forward because the reality of that particular world, that paradigm, is upon you. Yep. And it puts so many things in perspective that we won't continuously be spinning our wheels about, yo, what's right and what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's just, no, it's a science. Apply the science to it. Know thyself by ways of astrology, numerology, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's different ways to go about it, but it's very important that you know thyself, especially how you relate astrologically to the cosmos because as everything is continuously, as the wheel is spinning, and I want to also comment that somebody just sent an excellent YouTube video to my Facebook page undisputably showing the mothership and the camera fully zooms on it and you get to see that it's a uh, I believe it's called a tetrahedron with two pyramids on the top and the bottom spinning and rotating it's spinning like the joint that they had in Inception it's just spinning and it's emitting a photon belt and then it changes into an orb, and they show all of that on this video. I'm going to drop the link in the chat room. You know and what I'm saying? it's in Brooklyn. It's been years since I've seen UFO footage in BK, Kings County. Yeah. And that was and Rich, brother Rich from the Underground Railroad, hit me on the phone that day and was like, son, it is a huge UFO in the sky. Yeah. And I was uptown, so I wasn't able to, to see it. But looking at was, that video today, now nah, I know when yeah, I seen the video, was, it blew me away. Friday the 13th. You yeah. know what I'm saying? This was the, the, the night that we uh had Brother Will 77 on the show. And when I came on the show, I told you that I was looking at it. It was right there, right next to the moon. You know yep. what I'm saying? So that, that particular People thought footage, it was a planet. Yeah, but then the planet like, started moving. Venus, I'm like, nah, that ain't Venus. That's a joint 
You know what I mean? I've been saying it. I've been seeing it every day since June. So, and there are other people that I've seen it in different states as well. So you know, it's it's, it's plain and it's obvious. And Let me ask you this: Is it is it possible that due to certain visions that one might have? that uh, it's possible that you might be seeing what you deem a UFO and other people might not be able to see it? Similar to how the Dogon were able to see into star galaxies far beyond this one, and then the Europeans were standing there like, we don't see nothing. Indeed. I believe that also to be a possibility, but yet and still... There are more than two dozen people that have shared in that vision as well, so it don't only quote unquote live in my head or as part of my dream. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's the real deal. It's Ezekiel's will. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you know, and the brother Shyam that you know I'm about to uh, bring on the show right now. You know, me and him we're in a meeting on the 21st floor in Brooklyn, and we saw it. Sir, but it's 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 if anything, it means that it's time to not only put the planet in order, but put the galaxy in order. And the way to do that is by putting and bringing order to oneself. You know what I'm saying? And ultimately, bringing order to one's home, and then bringing order to one's society, to bring order to one's community, to bring order to one's nation. And all of that is a domino effect that starts starts from bottom up. Once man knows thyself. So what better way than to inaugurate that particular spirit on this full moon Pisces than bringing the brother Cheyenne, the liberator, who by way of demonstrating true sovereignty, economics, has been able to born this entire new reality from which, you know, Morals can demonstrate Exactly And the understanding Of the connection between the two currents That being An entire mind state and mindset That has to become One that is one With an eco-reality And one that is Understanding that Finances In whichever form or shape Or arena that they exist in, they have to be played for. We have to become a nation of producers, of merchants, you know what I'm saying, of people with service and products that have viable space and place on an international, if not intergalactical, market. Indeed. So with no further ado, we want to present to you Brother Cheyenne, the Liberator. Peace. Everybody tonight. Peace, God. Peace, peace, peace. honest to the noble. Indeed. Long. Peace, noble. It's long, it's long. It's long. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to just wanted to comment on a couple of things. Um, I seen the link today, definitely with uh, with Hitler about Hitler. That was uh, it was real interesting because he has a quote that says. The Moor has done his job. Now he must go. 
You know what I mean? So that's just an interesting quote to tie into what the what the brother was saying about the Hitler being uh you know, having some Morris DNA in the system. And just real quick, you know, uh I was there. I seen you no know, I'm just I'm just be honest and I said it on my show a few times. Um, you know, I keep an open mind to a lot of different things, you know, and when it comes to the to the spacecraft situation, you know, I always kept an open mind to that. I never really seen one, you know what I mean, until I was chilling with the brother Blue Pill and uh, you know, we was going over some different things and he was like, Yo, I bet it's outside right now and I'm like, Okay, you know, whatever. I'm like, Yeah, you know, whatever. So we looked, you know, he showed me and he showed me in through the window and uh I I gotta admit I seen it. You know, I seen it. It's clear as day and then, you know, in New York City, El San Green, the New York City does business. You know, the lights and the fogs and all of that stop you from being able to see stars anyway. So if you see the only bright thing in the sky and it's moving and it's moving in the in the pattern that, you know, a a regular craft, you know, doesn't move in. You know what I mean? It's it, you know, I've seen it. I so I'm a witness. I can attest to that. You know what I mean? That was I can say too, that was my first time unequivocally, unmistakably say, okay, that's one. I see it. That's it right there. I see it with my own eyes. So I gotta, I gotta give honor to that because I, I am one of the witnesses that definitely seen that. Definitely. Indeed. Indeed, definitely. <clears throat> now, you as know. somebody who, you know, by way of having a colorful past, you know, what I'm saying dealing with. You know, like we grew up reading comic books, so you know we grew up on certain levels of cartoons. Our imagination was always able to entertain the concept of interfacing with more than just what's here than what you can see. You know what I'm saying? You always knew that there are worlds beyond worlds because you live in a neighborhood where that you go around one corner is you in China, up the block mm-hmm. you in Haiti. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Down a block, you in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all of these interconnecting communities already exist. You go to Bushwick, you know what I'm saying? You in Puerto Rico. <laughs> you go to Williamsburg. You in yeah. Russia or yeah. Poland yeah. with the Hasidic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You hit 95. I don't know where you at with the Amish and all of them. Shit is crazy. All of these worlds exist right on top of one another. You know what I'm saying? All of them have different correspondence. Everybody ain't some, from the same uh, a star system. You, you feel know, me? I, I could, definitely, definitely. So also, as, no, as, my, my as, as, as somebody that grew up understanding that whole concept, did you devise this particular structure that you put in place to not only deal with business on a galactical level, or a terrestrial level, but also whatever opens itself, because Tamor is one that travels the seven seas, but it's also the seven firmaments of space. It's not yes, relegated sir. to this just particular country, this rock, this ball that, that, that we're spinning on, because we're talking currents, we're talking energy. We're talking the fact that if you understand how fast thought moves, why would you relegate it to a box, to a planet? Oh, indeed, indeed. Um, one of the things I can say, 
is that just from an observational uh, standpoint, when we look at the fact that we have so many different, I mean, number one, just let me just say this uh, real quick, uh, just based on what you said initially. When we're talking about, you know, LC and Green, where New York City does business at, where 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 we know we personally grew up at, and you and you have all of these different communities, like, when you're living here specifically, I don't know about other places, but you already feel like you live around the world. You know what I mean? It's 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 people from everywhere. This is the largest port in the whole United States. You know, so the the concept of the international community is, is ever present. You know, I hate to use this example, but if anybody's seen, you know, Cameron's uh killer season uh movie You've seen how he was able to talk to the Nigerians. He was able to talk to the Thais. He was able to talk to the Puerto Ricans all up the block and down the street and around the corner from him. So what that does, what that did for me specifically growing up is I always grew up with a, a global concept. It, it was one of my, I think it was my seventh grade teacher. He always said, think locally, act, act, think globally, excuse me, think globally and act locally. And when we just get into the the specifics of our existence and us living on what's considered planet Earth and then, you know, the star systems and all of the other endless possibilities out there, you know, you'd have to say to yourself, uh, just for example, I'll give you an example. Rick Smith, I always bring this up. Rick Smith, who is the Albion who was talking about Noble Jew Ali and the Moors, and he was talking about a lot of different things. You can YouTube them. Yep. He brought yep. up, and indeed, he was talking specifically about happenings and occurrences on Mars and these different things at that capacity. And but don't he yeah. said it all. Yeah, exactly. And he ultimately said it comes down to real estate and economics, whether you're talking intergalactically interplanetary, uh, internationally, in whatever aspect and spectrum you're looking at, you're going to be talking specifically about real estate and economics. Now, real estate, the word, the whole word comes from sangreal. That means royal. So real is, is literally means royal. So what's real is truly royal. So when you talk about the estate, you're specifically talking about estate. If you trace the word estate back, it's going to take you back to status or status or statesman. Anyone can do the etymology on it. You know, when you factor in that royal, real, estate, state, you're talking about domain. When you look up, for instance, I know that as a Moor, when I'm in my travels and someone brings up, they'll say, well, not someone, but let's say a color law agent. You know, I have a running with a color law agent. He'd say, well, where do you live? I'll say, I domicile. When you look at the word domicile, and its origins and what it means is going to tell you specifically that it means planetary ruler. 
it's going to tell you that. So when you say you domicile somewhere, you're talking about this is the domain that you rule. Now, I bring that up because real estate is so important in the sense of just existence, period. Factor in Avatar, the movie Avatar. I know y'all brothers used to bring it up a lot. They were on another planet taking resources. So there's never going to be a point where resources doesn't come into play. And the reason it comes into play is because resources is what's utilized for motion or energy to be in motion. You see what I'm saying? Existence is a domain. So in the in the in the in the in the understanding that real estate means royal state, you're specifically talking about the inheritors of the royal estate, which is the Moors. Because there's no way that any of these corporations say they own the land. They always tell you they have interest. So one of the things people have to take into consideration is that real estate or royal estate applies everywhere. Not just in this three-dimensional realm on planet Earth. So there's going to be a commercial... I mean, even if people want to go with the Nuwapian doctrine, and Dr. York talks about risk. He talks about the Anunnaki coming from risk to planet Earth to get what? Gold. Resources. So as Moors, as Moors, one of the things that allowed us to be so substantially strong throughout the world was our commercial uh, acumen that we display globally by being master tradesmen. And what people should understand about the word conquer is it means the first purchaser of an estate, not inherited. So just in a general just in a general sense. Real estate and economy is at the heart and soul and at the connectivity of everything it is that we do in this existence, whether we want to recognize it or not. And in that world, you have to have a service or a product. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what nation you're from. It doesn't matter what race you're from. If you don't have a service or product, especially in these days and times, then you're pretty much irrelevant because mm-hmm. there's no way for you to trade with the rest of the energies. You see what I'm saying? When we, when I, I often talk to, I often say to people about this eco city that I always talk about and how, you know, we have to make it fly. We have to do these different things. People laugh and say, oh, that's, that's you're going too far out. But I know the technology exists. You know why? Because the demand for the possibility existed. So when you're talking about, you know, commerce, you're talking about the, the science of the way of electric energy. That's just the bottom line. If anyone's read quiet, quiet weapons for quiet, solid weapons for quiet wars, it'll tell you in there that no matter how man is mastered, whatever it is he mastered, he still has not mastered economics and commerce. And the entire layout is based on actual circuitry of an actual electric circuit. Mm-hmm. So just in the general sense When we look at all of the connectivity And all of the different things I remember um, listening to your show When you had Brother Polite on And he was talking about the ships coming And they coming to pick up And eat some people 
like, you know, they're getting traded. Some people are getting traded. That's commas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They show you that in the movie Predator. They show you that in yep. the movie Predator. You know what I'm saying? So just 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 briefly, just to touch on that, what you brought up is that, yeah, it's, it's commerce, economics, real estate, all of these things are interconnected uh, through the vast existence, no matter where we exist on the three-dimensional plane. Well, actually, the new real estate that was created in the fourth-dimensional plane is what we commonly refer to as cyberspace. And the new rush is buying real estate in cyberspace. By buying domains, you bought space. And then mm. you bought real estate. This is the new real estate. Mm-hmm. This is the new. This is the new dimension. Indeed. And it's real. Mm-hmm. Indeed, people, I got it. People have literally closed their brick and mortar to what? To set up something in space, right? Set up a place in space. Mhm. And then mm-hmm. they get and they popping. They they you know what I'm saying by way of these e bankings or what have you. They pocket they pocketing. You know what I'm saying a, a a large amount of bread, and then that is real when you go to the ATM and you pull that out. So which denotes that that's a world. See it you know the results. Yeah, of which the right. rest of the world is moving to. I mean, the rest of the world is already there. You know what I'm saying? The, I mean, Bill Gates said in the year, I think it was 1995, he said, if you don't have a business that's online by the year 2000, you don't have a business. It doesn't, see, what people take for granted is that what cyberspace is, that is the spirit world actualized. It is the mental realm actualized. See, as man became... uh less perfected, what they call it, the fall of man. You know, all of the latent capabilities, you know, we forgot how to use them. But what we what we did was put those into instruments outside of ourselves to still mimic that which takes place internally that's interconnected with everyone else. When you look at the processes and procedures of a computer, it's exactly the same thing as a brain. So the main thing is that um, if anybody's seen any any of those, you know, the scary movies or anything like that, you'll see that the spirits always have some kind of power and ability and capability over electricity or the electronics. So what people should understand is that what cyberspace is, you know, when you when you log on and you're somewhere halfway around the world and you can talk instantly with somebody that's thousands of miles away. That is now a realm. You understand? It's a, it's a right. It's a realm of existence. It's a spiritual realm. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a digital spiritual realm. It's a it's a it's an artificial you don't, copy. Yeah, be, yeah, and you don't see. Remember, there's millions upon billions of rays of information and light beaming forward right as we speak, but we can't see it. It's similar to the spirit world where it's all kind of things working out in front of you, but you cannot see it with your eyes, but it does not mean that it's not happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, me, we're on this call right now, and the only reason that we're on this call and we're on the Internet is because there are, there's what we would deem as invisible rays working right now. So Absolutely. this is a realm. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So with all new realms, you have possibilities in all new realms to build new kingdoms. 
Mm-hmm. Indeed. You know, one of the things is is that when you when you when you when you log on to the internet, you gotta ask yourself because the reality is there's more people you can reach online than you'll ever be able to see in one day. Indeed. So if anyone takes that into consideration, when you log on, ask yourself, do you have a product or a service for exchange? Because a lot of a lot of malls, a lot of people think that the malls are going to rise by Obama writing something into law or some congressman writing something into law or us winning a big major lawsuit. It's never going to happen like that. When we look at how we lost, we lost through our commercial networks failing. You understand what I'm saying? It is going to be commerce that is going to be able to put us back into the position that we need to be because there's a commercial undercurrent and undertone to all things that we do. We, you hear a lot of more talk about we need to have a court. We need to have our own courts. Why you have their courts? Why you going to their courts? Why you don't got your own courts? Well, you need to pay people to be able to sit there and do the job. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So the lack of commerce is why we don't have our own courts. You have people talk about how come we don't have, you know, our own TV networks. That's because of commerce. You see, our people have become, see, what happened is when the malls fell, they knew they had to take care of the malls because we were still a genie in the bottle. You see what I'm saying? We were still the genies in the bottle to them. So they still had to take care of us. But what, what what happened is that we actually became so far asleep that we became their children, big babies, big children. And this is where your EGP cards and your, and your welfare system come into play at. And this is why they're so angry because they're like, why don't the moles hurry up and wake up? Like, we're asking, like, when people look at the Albion and they – you know, come up with all of these this colorful hate speech. You gotta say to yourself, you you're asking. It's like asking a roach to cook you a steak. It can't be done. It can't be done. That's for you to do. That's for you know. We will see when you when you talk about the planet. Like when you talk about the whole into the the, the inter you know galactical uh, setup of things. The Moors were placed by nature as the rulers and the custodians and the fiduciary trustees of the planet. We weren't here to necessarily indulge in the planet so much as we were supposed to be here running things. And by us being here running things, we forgot our jobs. And we began to indulge in the things. So what when you look at what the Moors were doing in all civilizations, master traders trading across the seven seas, the waters, that's why they associate the waters with murky, being dark. That's the same thing as the dark matter. So it's all, it's all relative. The fact is, if you're going to deal with the brothers and sisters from the other planets, then what do you got to offer? I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you an example on the line. You got, let's say, an alien comes here, okay? They come here and they say, okay, 
what does this planet have to offer? The most precious thing this planet got to offer is water. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Now, what could you give the aliens to get that new technology we got? See, if the water is poison for us, it's more, it might as well going to be poison for them. So you got to say to yourself, okay, you got the soul water. You can trade soul water to anyone and anybody. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Indeed. Now, now when you have yeah. something of a product or a service to offer, you become valuable. And it's not just about creating products and services for people to needlessly buy. But these are solutions because you, if you're sitting there talking about what we need to do or what needs to be done and you don't have it in some kind of system already, in some kind of way that you can trade it, then it's worthless. It's like gold that you can't extract out of the ground. Can I, uh, can I read a passage on Al-Andalus real quick? of Moorish Spain, give the people an idea of who we were when we were dealing with uh, trading and merchants. Mm -hmm. Al-Andalus was a very important center of trade. Spain's geography makes it into one of the world's natural cultural crossroads, much like Yugoslavia, Egypt, the Levant, India, Southeast Asia, Malaysia, Indonesia, Louisiana, and Central America, for instance. Such regions are often centers of trade and also multicultural melting pots, and Al-Andalus was no different. This region is where the Moors held sway during the different Islamic dynasties that ruled the region, the Almoravids and the Almohads, those are the dynasties. As a result of its remoteness in the West, tolerant governments, multicultural population without hard-class divisions, reliance on international trade and communication, and European-African bias, Al-Andalus developed a shockingly original political profile, and as a political entity, Al-Andalus may have been a precursor to the ideas of democracy that have been carried out in the United States, which is built mm. on a similar albite, non-Islamic, multicultural model. So it's just like I was talking to somebody the other day, I, and I was I saying... Interject? Let me just interject yeah, this. Go ahead. You know what I, you know what Al Andalus means? It means to go green at the end of summer. Wow! Check that research. It check that out. <laughs> go ahead though. <laughs> go green. Yeah, that's what it so, means. Over. Go ahead though. The more I research the past, the more I realize that I'm living in what you would deem as the past because I've lived in Al Andalus all my life. Indeed. Indeed. This, this multicultural melting pot is still the Moorish paradigm because ain't nothing changed under the sun. We still with everybody that we was with hundreds of years ago. I mean, they Noble all still said, right here. Noble Joe Ali said, "If you was with me, if you was against me two thousand years ago, you're against yes. me now." Just paraphrasing. Indeed. Indeed. It's the same story being played out. So as merchants who we've always been as a, gen as a generation, and I'm especially talking about our generation, we've Indeed. always been into merchants, into basically trade. We've always been providing goods and services. 
But I mean, we're you... not providing. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just gay. Yeah. I'm responsible. But we're bas- we basically vassals of the state. We basically are like who the Corsairs were when they were working for the um for the sultans and whatnot. They were getting hired by the sultans to put in the dirty work and was basically getting PC of the prize, the booty, the the treasures that they were bringing back. You know what I mean? Because they were not employed, they were not self-employed. They they were not self-made, built it from the ground up. They were basically under, you know, the they were under the control of someone else when it came to commerce. So to break the spell. What we as Moors, especially as Moors, but as a nation, what we have to start demonstrating is the same thing that we would. If we was demonstrating it 500 years ago, you mean to tell me that ain't we living in the in the, in the Jetson days? Indeed. Today, everybody all electronic, we all digital. You know, we balling and stuff. So we supposed to be able now, being that we in that condition to return and do it bigger than how we did it. Because I'm going to bring up 500 years ago to just show you how we did it back then. But the way that we're supposed to do it now is times 10. I mean, when when we got it, when we, when we factored in the fact that it was through trade and commerce that we gained the power. This is what I'm trying to zero in on. It See... I've said it a lot of times, and I, sometimes I don't like to repeat things because it just sounds like a, a catchphrase, but when you look at the cycles of the moon and you know the effect that the, with the, that the moon has on the, you know, the waters, high tide and low tide, and you, and you just understand commerce, then you will understand completely that the moon and the cycles of it is the cycles of moon energy, which is money. It's very simple. When mm-hmm. there's a, when the, when every bill is due every thirty days, that's because the moon is full, and then there's new moons. There's full moons and new moons. See what I'm saying? So that is yep. the cycle by which a complete cycle within a certain degree. Is complete. That's why the commercial system is based upon all of the things in nature. The moon was representative of silver, and gold is representative of the sun. It's very simple. So when we factor these different things in, there's only one way to get back to the power. It, it doesn't lie in an affidavit, in a writ. I mean, those are components and parts of it. But that which connects that which connects all things is commerce, because if you don't if you don't have any goods, like for instance, there's a treaty that I have, and I think I showed it to you, uh, uh, Timor, the uh, Treaty of seventeen seventeen fourteen, England and Morocco, Queen Anne, and uh, one of the sultans, and she initially sent to him so that she could actually trade. He wrote back saying, listen, you know, y'all don't got no goods up there. It's nothing you have up there that we're interested in. So there's no reason to trade at this time. When you find something that is, uh, you know, useful at trading, holler back. <laughs> That's pretty much what he told him. Right. And the crazy thing about it is, 
1714 treaty was a, the result of one of the first treaties between England and, you know, Marrakesh. And what ultimately transpired is in that treaty, it says that all Moors are vessels of the empire. So when you factor that into play, you say, what is a vessel? You know, a vessel is something that transfers any type of energy. This is why our spacesuits, our bodies, are vessels. See, I've said it a lot of times, too. You know, Morocco is the Latinized version of Marrakesh. And when you get into what Marrakesh actually is, you know what I mean, uh, you get into what an empire is, you know, you're talking, when you say empire itself, you're saying that you're a part of Ray. Because when you say imperial, it's I am. The same way as all the vowels are interchangeable. And when you say PI, you're talking about 3.14. That's a part. That's a pi. That's the incomplete part of a, you know, a radius or diameter. So the fact is, is when you take that into consideration, you know, then you start to understand what they was talking about saying the kingdom of God is within. Like you are the commerce. You are what can revive and resuscitate commerce with their people, with the planet. Like, I mean, commerce, the fourth definition of it is sexual intercourse. That's because babies are made. That's why they call it reproduction. This is why citizenship and government is big business. Nationality is big business. People that try to tell other people that corporations are evil. And, I mean, it's an entity. It doesn't think, live, breathe. It's an instrument for which you tap into the commercial world, and it's a very ancient thing. Corporations are not new. They used to be issued by kings and queens, sovereigns. When you take into account when people talk about, you know, uh, Hotep or any one of the pharaohs, any time there was some commercial activity taking place, it was through a corporation issued or granted or chartered by the sovereign. So when you take into effect, like, a lot of people, you know, they like to talk about Kemet, but it was so wealthy because of its position to be able to trade with Asia and to be able to trade and get those goods from Kush. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, so proud. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the, the Museum of Natural History. The Museum of Natural excellent. History. Yeah, it has an excellent presentation. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man. They actually show you, when you look at the map Africa in one of the exhibits, what they call Africa, it shows you each of the states prior to colonial to colonization. It shows you each mm -hmm. one of, each one of the, 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 the tribal state kingdoms, kingdom states, you see. So it's going to be through commerce that we'll be able to regain our position and when we get ready to do business with the rest of the world you can't have a hate message I'm just sorry you can't that's not going to get you anywhere that's why um, Farrakhan had to end up letting Albanese join the nation of Islam you see what I'm saying I mean mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is free reign to you know just involve anybody but if you look at the way the rest of the world does business they will sell you things that they won't even eat or consume.
consume themselves. Indeed. But they will sell it to you, and they'll sell it to you with a smile on their face. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Indeed. So, Drop that and, link. And, and even, you know what I'm saying, understanding a position of commerce and a, and a position of one being a merchant and having a product, you have to understand that at this particular time, they're criminalizing nutrition. They're making it impossible for people to comfortably not only grow their own food, but grow their own real food. You know what I'm saying? Where they put all of these quote-unquote laws into place in this fictional jurisdiction of which takes real food out of real people's mouths while they classify them as paper soldiers or, or, you know what I'm saying, stocks and bonds. So there are real consequences being wrought by the the people's ignorance to the fact that they're paper slaves. And it's to the point where they're telling them, you can't grow your own vegetables. You can't trap your own water. And you got to eat, you know what I'm saying, some plastic food called a GMO that none of them eat. Congress don't eat it. Monsanto executives don't eat it. And they have documentaries showing this, that them people don't eat that food. And yet this is what they feed in everyone, then designing a health care system, which captures all of the people that are already designated to have multiple diseases and ailments based on the fact that they know the body could take but only so much of eating plastic. So people are breaking down now at this particular point, and they've only been exposed to it five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. The plastic that you see in the water, right, the waters of noon or maritime, right, that big plastic barge is the same plastic inside people's body as well as the oil slick. Is the same thing going on in the body of the women as well as the men, but especially we talking about the women at this particular time because as our many people have come in and show and explained to us, we are moving into a feminine principle, a feminine time, right? The rituals are dealing with water, dealing with IAT, dealing with New Orleans, Katrina, right? On the 29th, dealing with Virgo, all of it dealing with the woman, right? The woman ritual, continuously. So her outer exterior now has become plastic as well as her interior. She has a plastic butt, a plastic nose, plastic fingernails, plastic eyelashes, plastic hair. And she's calling herself a plastic doll, Barbie. I mean, now the crazy thing about it is Barbie comes from the Morris, uh, the Morris women uh, from the Barbary Coast. Cause they they get that from the Moors, you know. But they mm-hmm. just they just flip the energy. But one of the things I want to say is when you when you bring up that they all uh, pretty much are not consuming natural things. Everybody, you know, consuming these these uh, unnatural things. Um, you have to take into consideration that the people under which the way the people contract and the way they uh, pretty much live their lives out is through already an artificial reality. That that's what's not being taken into account a lot of times. Because anytime you put something on paper and say that you know this is this is this, I mean it's make believe. You know what I'm saying? It only exists in the realm of the people who agree to abide by these particular principles to this realm or reality. And that's, this is called venue. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Venue. And the venue of 
commerce is one that is pretty much uh, a layer. Is is pretty much has to do with sociology and people socializing society because you cannot have a market without a society. And the thing is, is that because the people themselves are agreeing through their enslavement to the reality of the commercial venue, because they're not seeing that they're not the person, but that they are the controller of the person, just like if you're playing a video game. If you're playing a video game and, you know, you know how you got modern warfare and you got the third, you know, first-person view, I mean, when you plug into the remote controller, you know, I mean, you're controlling it, but that's not you in the game. Once you start thinking that that's you in the game, then you're a victim to it because now you're not the controller. You're actually the person in the game mentally. So that has to be taken into consideration uh, very much so because what this does is it exposes the fact that this is the reason why you're not serving these people natural food. Because any small person, the world is coming to a different kind of place, but it's happened in history. I was watching the documentary to Robin Hood, uh, the new movie with Russell Crowe that recently came out. I was watching it on History Channel, and they were discussing that the word forest comes from, you know, uh, the guy who was uh, William Wallace, the Braveheart, that guy, Um, one of his descendants. He came up with Wallace, uh, William from Normandy, there you go. He brought over the law of the forest, that the forest belonged to the king or the sovereign, and you couldn't hunt any of the forest's deer. You couldn't, you know, start these particular type of things. What you got to understand is that people are already moving in a commercial capacity and already to be considered masters of commerce because they're signing their name and they're making agreements. But the fact is, is that once they're, you know, plugged into the commercial venue without any immunities or protection, like playing a video game uh, without any armor or any, uh, you know, bullets or any gun, you know what I mean, to play the game, then you have no immunities. And it's because they have no immunity that they continue to be subjected to this commercial venue because they fail to realize that they have to make do this do the smart things commercially. What makes sense money wise? Money people have a confusion about what money is. Money doesn't mean Federal Reserve notes because we have it on our site on AmericasEmpire dot com, a link with Alan Greenspan is talking about uh, you know, he's getting questioned by Congress, and he could not tell them what money is. He pretty much said, yeah, you know, money, it's, uh, you know, it's not something you could really, you know, calculate like that. And the fact is, is the reason you can't calculate it is because it's energy. It's simply energy. Now, with all energy, it has to be moved around, spread around, sent around. And this is where you have the development of civilization. This is why, see, there's different times in the planet where we were in savage states, we were in highly technological civilized states, and this was, you know, just due to the constant, you know, uh, 
you know, growth, expansion, and, you know, distinction of different civilizations, so to speak. So, you know, based on that premise, we have a situation where through through trading, which along with trading comes the trading of ideas, the trading of art. See, a lot of the reasons why people feel timid so much than anywhere else is because of the artwork. And the only other beautiful artwork other than Kemet that comes close to it or even may surpass it in certain instances is the Islamic, specifically Moorish Spain. And this is what civilization brings you. It brings you the building of, you know, structure, the building of architecture. Exactly. So commerce and trade, this is why you have intellectual property. Because people don't even realize that their thoughts are is is money. <laughs> Your thoughts are money. You know what I'm saying? Because intellectual you ever, property. You ever had an idea, and you and and you know that that idea came from somewhere in some form of some form of originality specifically to you, and mm-hmm. you spoke it. And you didn't act on it, and somebody else did it. Now you oh, know. I mean, mm-hmm. This is even the, better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even better. Everybody that's listening, just look at everything around you. I don't care where you are. Look at every single thing around you, from the phone that you're holding to the computer that you're looking at. Everything was an idea. Think about it. Everything that you see was an idea the man built with his hands, but he built in his mind first. That car that I'm looking at, that was an idea. This this door, this room right here, this is this is these are all ideas. So we are commerce. You know what I mean? We we the, the power of commerce is to create. Now you see how bring you what's said, inside out. You see how you said when you see how you said when you look around, you're gonna you know, it all starts from an idea. Now just to camel back off of that, everybody should sit down and say, look around again. What is it around you that somebody didn't get paid off of making? From the growing of the, the, the plastic or the or the fabric that is making you know, this everything around you. Somebody got paid off of that. You know, when you talk mm-hmm. about the end of Pisces and Pisces being a fish and this is the end of it you know, this is why you have the Gulf oil you spill. This is why you have, you know, alligators, uh, uh, turtles, and penguins washing up on the shores of Queens and Brazil and all these different places because it's the end of a, a major cycle dealing with belief. And when you're in water, you know, I, you know, somebody who was, you know, telling, teaching me how to swim one time, they told me that uh, the only way to float is to relax and you just, the best way they communicate it to me is that you got to believe that you are in the air because that's the only way you're going to, you know, not not drown. So when they broke it down to me like that, I, I started to understand when I started to learn about this whole Pisces thing. And the fact is, is, you know, the waters of commerce, when you, when you, when you are dead in the waters of commerce, you know, you, you, you can't make a decision. But when you wake up, you become a master navigator and you use the stars to, to chart the waters. 
So specifically, I'm saying that because people have to specifically look at commerce in all of its forms and fashions because people have a concept that it's, it, you know, making money is bad. Uh, you know, if you anyone's read Napoleon Hill book, you know, uh, How to Think and Grow Rich, he was talking about, you know, the Kabbalah and the Metuneta and all of those particular things in it, mental transmutation, how to use feminine energy as your as a male, as your motivating factor. Because conduit? Also, yeah. Yeah, no, you're one of, not not necessarily a conduit, but you're motivated like the like your like a motor, you know, right. like an engine. Because he even gave the specific breakdown of even when even though he was married, it was his younger even though he never slept with his young assistant, it was her youth and her beauty that drove him to impress her, which caused him to dominate in business. Absolutely. You never experienced when you in the gym and you just can't get that last set out, and then something walk by, you like, what the? <laughs> and then you not only do one, you want four, you like, yeah. That's what it's really about. And you realize right then and there, that's what it's really about. The fact that the moon can attract to the to the, to the sun, you know what I'm saying, or the, or the planets to the sun for that matter, and then mm-hmm. the moon to the planet. Mm-hmm. Especially this being a full moon, us understanding this pull on the tide. So it's that same energy where the ma excites the son, but not in that way because you're still dealing with son and daughter as well. True but indeed. it's energy, it's currents. We're talking currency. Yeah. So what stimulates an economy? Transformation, yeah, that's sexuality. That's why in this country sex sells. But now we're going into a point where... Huh? Sex toy sales are at their highest um, that they've ever been, checking on the Internet. Of course, because at this particular time, you're dealing with a level of, you know, what they would typify as a recession, which leads to a depression. So people have to stimulate themselves, a stimulus package. You know what I'm saying? they got to stimulate their packages as well. They box. <laughs> <laughs> Pandora. I mean, I mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, not for nothing though. Just you know, not for nothing. The fourth definition of commerce is intercourse. That's what it is because babies is made from it, reproduction. So, in whatever right. stimulus form you're talking about, it's, it's, it's a production of children that is going to be the uh, assets or resources or human resources. You know, pretty right. much. I wanna, so, I wanna at this particular time. You know what I'm saying? Let's stimulate the mentals on this particular line with the breakdown of what we are bringing forth in the form of the solution, how we figured where the cracks in the wall was at, and we said, okay, we're going to move through here or just navigate through that particular crack to get to the other side of the wall. But taking into account that this is a jubilee year that we are in right now, that we are surrounded by abundance any which way we look at it we cannot see lack because there's nothing but abundance can you speak on from that platform from that mountaintop what we see and survey as our 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 march our victory march that we about to take well um you know do I, I know that you know personally and along with uh 
a lot of my colleagues and people that's uh that's doing a lot of great work over at the Murrica Society. Um, you know, we've been able to do a lot of different things and everything that we were talking about was the people is uh is uh being very su- successful. So um the thing is is that when we talk about what we have to do as a people and then what we're doing, those who are putting themselves into a public venue to be scrutinized and to actually, you know, be the last generation to bring forth the next generation. You know, a lot of people seen that we were promoting the Save Our Street Store, you know what I'm saying? And uh, a lot of people have reached out and, you know, express certain interests, uh, just regular people, uh, things they would like to see. And uh, one of the things is that it led me, and then also with the panel discussion uh, that we had in Harlem at the Harriet Tubman School, as well as the Sunday after that when I had uh, went and met with Ben Bader and uh, a lot of the other elders, and then leaving from there to go over to where y'all was at with with our said polite, you know, I started to see that um, this thing is uh, we we are the generation that we spoke of in the '60s and the '50s and the '20s and so on and so forth. That that's who we literally all are right now. And it's not like the platform isn't open for anybody who's qualified to step up and take their position. But one of the things is is that we're going to make it very difficult to do so because we're in the season and cycle now where we're knowing. We don't have to believe mm-hmm. what the solution is. We know what the solution is because when you know better, you do better. So better. whereas we believed, we couldn't do no better than what we believed. But now because we know better, we do better. So with that being said, you know, uh, we've, you know, we're in the talks right now, but certain things is already concrete. But we're on a... But let me not even start it like that. Let me just put it like this. The best thing any one of us could do if we're in this particular venue, in this realm of reality, is to link up and do business with each other. There's nothing else missing. You know, I'm past the stage of telling people what they should be and who they are when I'm just going to show you who I am and what you think you should be based off whatever example I'm setting. And every man that considers himself a great man should do such things. With that being said, we have to look at the aspect that, you know, the Save Our Streets Tour is what's necessary, period. You know, I've wrestled with this. I've tried to say, you know, forget certain people. But it became, it's a situation where it's not about what you particularly like or want. The people, when you see the people are asking for a specific thing, then you got to give them that because that's what they want to see. You know, what I've been able to notice is that people everywhere, especially outside of El Sanguine where New York does business at, everybody is tuned in to this Morris discussion. We're really in the Morris renaissance right now. People don't even know it. You understand what I'm saying? But the Morris aspect is a national issue, you know, for what it's worth, whether you disagree with uh, any of the old moors who was on the news or any of the moors that's on the news, it's a national issue now. 
It's uh, yeah, not not somebody. not to the level, not to the level of the Tea Party yet, but it's there. You know, I'm hearing that. I'm hearing, uh, you know, some of the people that was involved in some of the court videos are saying, "Oh man, you guys made us famous. We have the two hundred thousand views now." I mean, what what you know? <laughs> what what is this? So you have Michelle Obama go to Spain. Now I know Ilhamir before the situation he got he mailed the videos to her. He mailed them to her, directly to her. And he was saying, Yo, I got we gotta get we gotta throw the more he said we gotta throw the Moorish movement on her back, her and Obama's back. And, you know, <laughs> then you see her going to uh to Spain. You know, and Illumir's a Leo as well, so he knows how Leo thinks. You know what I'm saying? So the main point is is that the when we also take into account when I was sitting at that, that leaders discussion with Ben Bada, I realized that uh, he he said, Yeah, the Moors never came by and uh really spoke to any of the young young guys in the street, any of the gangs. They just say Islam and keep it moving. But it was all of the other groups who were, you know, stopping kicking with them. And then I realized that this is the godfather of hip hop. This is the this is he is he united the gangs back in the day. That's what he did. Yes, he did. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. So yes, he did. I mean, I, at that one at that moment, I had to say, wow, that's. I mean, you know, even Jay Z had to pay homage to him in in, in the New York State of Mind uh, song. <clears throat> so. Taking that component, you know, it's a situation where I've been able to get, you know, Ben Bada uh, and uh, some other brothers, and we're going to go through it. But pretty much, you know, the Murica Society and the Moorish American Party is now able to properly finance this this tour that we're going to do, where it's, it's called the... Uh, Save Our Streets Tour, Africa Bambada presents the Moorish Renaissance. The Young Masters, the Council of Elders, and the Mothers of the Nation. And, you know, we got a, a, a lot of people on the lineup. A lot of negotiations going on. We got a lot of people that's already agreed to it. But, um, you know, we're looking to do this specifically starting in, uh, you know, mid-December, early January, so that we catch the universities. Because uh, I know Nev, he has a um, he has a, a, a lecture to do at Hampton University. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, somebody hit, you know, out of the blues, like, look, I've seen the panel discussion, and I want you to come to Hampton University. So what, I don't want anybody... And I'm talking to everybody that's publicly visible from A.A. Rashid to, you know, to, to you know, uh, Ali Muhammad. To, uh, yeah, Ali Muhammad, you know, to to uh, polite, to everybody that's putting themselves out there. Because you can't put yourself out there and act like, oh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not no leader guy. I mean, hey, you stepped in the shoes. That's what you are. That's what people are looking at. Because when they talk to me, they asking me why I can't get with y'all. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with us? If we're the ones that's supposed to be in that position, and if you're talking about sovereignty, 
if any one of you ever bring up sovereignty, then you can't leave it upon the people you talk in the sovereignty to to be the sovereigns. Like, I mean, at some point you got to start applying and, and, and moving proper with this. But the people want to see want to want to see uh, a large unification. You see what I'm saying? And that's, this unification can only be done through commerce. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to uh, each of the cities, and we're going to take this global. We already we already got you know uh, you know and Bambada is already global. <laughs> you know it's already global. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Galactical. And more than global. That's what I'm saying. If not intergalactical, if anybody it is going to get you. <laughs> I mean, literally, like book before the council is Bambada. So this is this is good. I mean, this is good you company. Know, you know what I'm saying? And I it's mean, most necessary. The, it's needed. It's what the streets have been mm-hmm. asking for. My inbox mm-hmm. always get hit up by people in further regions. You know what I'm saying? Midwest. South yeah. Texas or what have you, they want to know when is the family here? Nebraska, uh, Minneapolis, <laughs> you know, United Arab Emirates, Germany, like London, like I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, and and you know, we stand to benefit from every time that we touch the soil in these particular places. Not only setting up market by way of bringing our products and services. To those towns that are with the with with the government would say in depressed depressed zones and depression, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a whole revitalizing spirit because there will be many workshops amongst the masses, and we will be signing people up and we will be putting people in places of do do for yourself economics as well as you know we need people to be hired to do certain things we need people to be. Employees at that. It's going to be a job fair as well. It's going to be a job yeah, fair as well be because fair. you know you if, see the thing about it is we can't properly engage the people if we're not ready to pay them for a job. Like when, when I was looking at this show called The Pillars of the Earth, it comes on stars. It's about medieval times, and you know it was this episode where it was this guy who was a builder and he called he called himself the master builder and he wanted to build mm-hmm. a cathedral. And the church gave him a place to stay and some food, and he worked for free. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to have that kind of system. I'm saying that if we can't give our people jobs because we don't have businesses and products and services, listen, no, Drew Ali said it takes finance to uplift a nation. You can't, if you're going to have, if you have people that's individually having a difficult time and, you, and you're not able to lift them out, it's because we're not we we don't have our commerce and our business in place. You know, Bambada is the only person I can see I've seen could get people who completely are disgusted with each other in the same room and nothing pop off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's the only one that I've seen could do that. And um, the the main the main factor, yeah, he did it with the know. dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to understand his history and what he's done and how he basically shaped the whole New York scene. Therefore, vicariously shaping the global scene, then you have to tip your feds to this man. And by him being, by you including him as being the capstone to this whole movement, you bodied it right there. This is what it, this is, what it is. I mean, when, when I look at my he, generation, he's a, he's yeah. it's like it doesn't matter what any elder that 
Uh, and then when I talk to him, he's always talking about green and domes and eco. Like he know what time it is because he's been all around the world. He knows what yep. time it is. You know, when people look at economy, you got to understand that eco is at the front of economy. Right. Because the economy is based on the ecosystem. You know, when you got when you got when you got an elder, like I mean, he's completely positive, regardless of what anybody has to say about. You know anything about him He's completely consistent And never being negative To know I mean yo You know He's never negative Never And he's the godfather Of of the whole entire youth Like I mean You got cool Herc and all But he's the godfather Of the whole entire youth And he said It's the Zulu Comedic Nation of Moors Like he It's the only One from that venue Who has embraced the most marginalized groups. <laughs> like, don't, everybody, don't get it twisted. The Moors, uh, the Wabians, the, the, the Afrocentric conscious community, whatever it is, um, those are the most marginalized out of the African Americans. And when we talk about a community, you know, people want to debate me all the time on religion and whether, you know, science and knowledge is religion, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't understand commerce and how to immunize yourselves in commerce. See, because if you have a company, we can grow all of these foods and feed our own people. That it's like that's there's no law against that. The, but the laws are being stacked in place to prevent individuals from doing specific things. You exactly. see what I'm saying? And when you look at the fact that the artificial world, man and machine, is merging, if you ever seen Repo Men, you will understand that this is already upon us. You know, when you got people that's going to put artificial hearts, lungs, and livers in, they can't take natural food. It's metallic now. You got nanos in you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So clone meat is out there now. All these different things is out there. The only thing you can do is incorporate. And what we're going to do is we're going to take these businesses, you know, to each city and uh, and, and spread this commerce along in, uh, with our people because what the major corporations are doing and what they have been doing is they've been having job seminar, big job fairs, and yeah, all they've been yeah. doing is getting people to sign up. So, and they and they actually move. Some of these companies are moving to Africa. They're sitting there saying, "We're going to move to Africa. We're going to build a community and some factories and some other stuff for you to work at, and you're going to live where you work at." Like this is what they're doing. Companies, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. You know, the main fact is that unless we display that and display that in unison of commerce, like the ideas don't have to be the same because you're going to have a diverse amount of people. But I'm pretty sure commercially this will revitalize all of our particular inner city areas because we're going to, you know, we're going to do functions for yeah, like you can't. People. Yeah, you cannot be at odds when it comes to commerce. Like your yeah. products can't have beef with each other. You feel me? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, like your product, your products can't have uh, idealistic issues. Like I don't agree to I agree to disagree with that product. It doesn't work right. like that. Products right. are in, in corporations and entities are void of all of that. They void of the ego. So what we do is we heal ourselves through commerce first, create a bond 
That's it. If you God, you creative. If you God, you have to you have to either provide a good. If you God a goddess, Netur or Neturu, noble or queen and princess, you should be able to provide a good a service. And all we saying is this: that the solution lies in that. If you have a skill and a position, if you have a skill and a talent, we have a position. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna approach this with professionalism, and we're gonna approach this with, you know, futuristic professionalism. Because I've been in the industry and I've been in corporate America, so I know how they I, I know how they work, and they don't they they kind of don't leave no stones unturned. They're very mm-hmm. efficient with their stuff, and I respect them for that. So what we have to do, especially for all of us who have worked corporate America or who have worked industry and things of that nature, even for those of us who might have worked the streets, you know what I'm saying, you have to basically bring those skills that you've learned and tweak them. Exactly. Tweak them. Tweak them. We got to – I'm sorry. No, I was just going to add to that, that we got to – I got a program over at themericasociety.com uh, it's called the Entrepreneurship Program. What we do is we uh, we show you how to set up your companies. You know what I mean? Where you know we do the things. We give you the information and do the things that you know other companies charge you thousands of dollars for. You know, but we show you and, and walk you through the steps of how to get funding for your company, how to set it up properly. You know what I mean? How to how to create the logos, all of these different things because. We can't miss the opportunity to market the 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 Morris Renaissance uh and brand it and not let those who don't want it to rise brand it as some kind of you know far extreme type of movement because it's not that mm-hmm. you know it's through commerce that we're able to get what we want done, and it's by being able to have the same standard level and efficiency as other companies do. You see what I'm saying? And we have to elevate it above and beyond that, except the market that we all should be in is selling products and services that are truly solutions and solution-based because that is actually the eco market. You know, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the Green Million, the Green Millionaires. It's it's an infomercial, and it's about, you know, actually – uh, how to how to make how to be a millionaire just being green, <laughs> so you end up not paying for a whole lot of stuff. This, that, and the third. Like you know, we actually also are starting a survival uh, company where we're going to be uh, offering survival products. Whether 2012 happens or not, in any kind of disaster, you want to have certain certain things handy. You know that our people know. I know that our people don't have because they're not ready in case something happened. Katrina was a was a prime example of that. These are the different things that we're, you know, bringing to market. And to market is a society. This is why we can't be black market with any things any longer because I've seen personally a lot of potential in a lot of the products and services that our brothers and sisters have to offer at a lot of these places, but it's lacking the commercial appeal. You know, I don't get it twisted. Our people like nice stuff too. That's why they always spending all their money with the Alvin trying to get all the nice stuff from them. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that you know, it's not fair to say, Oh, our people they always want to be niggas with things, is that if you present your your material, your product or service as, you know, 
something that's below average and below market value, then that's how people are going to perceive it. The more you put into the presentation and life and existence of what you're buying, promoting, and selling, not buying, excuse me, but promoting and selling and marketing, that's what's going to attract people to it. That's what's going to cause it to be a success. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. That's one of the things we offer you know, at the uh, the entrepreneurship program to even assist in that area, you know, but but even 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 as well, you know, you got, you, we have to turn lectures into seminars, and this I is what this, this Save Our Streets is going to actually yes. be. It's going to be a demonstration of that, you know. We can't, we, yes. we, we, no we more, can't do Yeah, we pause in the lectures, we're moving it up to seminars. Yeah, that's what you have to do because when when I'm getting people from Australia, you know, people from Australia, people from all around the world, you know, send messages inquiring about me, other other you know, uh, other uh, other people out there as far as that's in the public venue for this particular market, as far as what I call trying to bring the truth, some sort of truth to our people. That's the market, you know, is unbranded at this point. But the main fact is that the world wants to see something. Like people, you know, I know there's a lot of Facebook arguments, a lot of Internet arguments and things like that. But, you know, people may say, oh, that's corny. You don't. But it, that's a realm that's reaching and stretching the world. You understand what I'm saying? So it's not to be taken lightly. You know what I'm saying? And because of that fact, we have to say you don't want to miss the wave because, the United Nation already has unified the one world religion. It's called compassion. They got the compassion charter out, and they passed this in 2008, Ooh. and they got a council of conscience. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They got right. a council of conscience. So the fact is, is they got people from, you know, Buddhists, Muslims, Christians, every every religion, spirituality background, and got it. So right now. All of the world's religions that got beef done united, and we still got NOI, Nuwabians, and 5%ers, and Moors, and any of these people that can't get along. And the only solution to this is present products and services because at the end of the day, I know that when certain transitions take place, nobody ain't going to have a choice but to run to the Moors and, and, and to the Muricus society in particular. I know when it comes to certain things, nobody's going to have anywhere to go but to get the truth from Nodalaz Media. I know when it comes down to certain things, people are going to have to get their water source that may be, may be contaminated, but through an alchemical process is made healthy, clean, and strong for you. I know they're going to have to go to Ocean's 14 for that. I know they're going to have to go, you know what I mean, to, to, to all of the different people that's presenting certain types of solutions. You know, so the the main fact is, at the end of the day, what we do best or what we have for sale, for product, for service, is what we need to unite on. And it doesn't mean that we have to agree with theologies and philosophies. It just means that, yo, you made some banging spinach pot, whatever. Let me get a hundred of those. You made you got this product you got with the water. Let me get fifteen cartons of that. You know whatever the case is, put your money where your mouth is with your people. But 
the people that's offering the product and service, you got to step it up. You see what I'm saying? Because the world is ready to do business with us. You see what I'm saying? The world is ready to do mm-hmm. business with us. So if you, if you, if you, you know, I mean, man, it's just wide open. There's so much opportunity out there. It's just that people are bogged down with the day-to-day of not being able to provide for themselves, and this specifically because they're not running businesses. You can't, in this day and age, rely on a job. You can't rely on other things other than you running some type of business to maintain some source of income. And that's that's pretty much what this lifetime and this life cycle is about because even, even when things are, you know, completely in anarchy, there's still going to be resources and things that are valuable that trade and commerce is going to develop around, bottom line. You know, if you watch the yep. book of Eli, there was no books around. So books were valuable. They were precious. You see? So it's just an example, you know what I'm saying? Just an example. Yeah, it is now 10.33. I definitely want to go to the lines because they all lit up. also want to remind callers that we will be doing our 11.11 meditation. You know, Cheyenne, you could definitely come up with the topic that you feel that we should be putting our mental energies on by way of bringing it to manifestation on this full moon. Um, the call-in number is 347-637-2135. That is three four seven six three seven two one three five. I'm going to open line number starting with seven one eight two five eight. Peace caller. My question Yeah, my question in regards to the whole commerce and stuff is if you're dealing with the current current the currency that we use in this country and you realize that currency is not backed by anything, but it's just based on its fate, fiat, and we just exchange these Federal Reserve notes. The question I have is, like, generating wealth in a, when, say, that you you separate yourself from folks as far as commerce is concerned, and we try to just do exchange and do business amongst ourselves, what do you propose as exchange? You understand what I'm saying? When you get no, away from the dollars. Well, let me let me put it to you like this: In today's, uh, you know, commercial world, all forms of currencies or things of monetary value are convertible. This is why you have to look at, you know, the the science of alchemy. All of these Federal Reserve notes. Okay, you know why Albion's got so much stuff like art and all this other stuff, and why when you when 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 they're sued or when it comes down to certain things, they don't have the money in liquid. FRN cash form That's mm-hmm. because as soon as they get the money As soon as they get the FRNs The fake dollars They trade it in for stuff with, for value Properties value. They trade it in for They trade Material it in for value, like and stuff that actually has like a Actual has a value So you realize the money that you exchange Doesn't really have value well, 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 see, see that's what I spoke about earlier As far as money it's, Money is any form or medium of exchange FRNs is a form of currency. It's called legal tender. These okay. things all have to deal with the world of commerce. So we could make our own currency and back it by moringa and and and, and hemp. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you're gonna have to have something to convert 
so that you were able to then grab those resources to then create the hemp and cre- and get the moringa and, you know, have a system and a society because you can only have a market if you have a society where in which these things are traded. I mean, a couple of examples. You got Ithaca Hours and you got uh, you got um, Berkshires. You can go type it in and Google it, Berkshires. Um, they are corporations. I mean, there's a town in North Carolina that's even – you know, making their own currency. And the Berkshires, they have a regional currency, and they have their currency traded in through the banks uh, anytime they need it. You see what I'm saying? So as it pertains to their community, they're spending it, spending it in Berkshires, and if they need to buy something outside of that, they may put it in the FRNs or to Euros or to everything, you know, any other foreign currency. Because what's happened is it's not that the currency isn't backed by anything. It's backed by the debt of the nation, and the, the debt of the nation is the debt doors, which is the citizens, according to the 14th Amendment, which mm-hmm. agreed to pay the debt. So it's backed by soul and spirit. That's that's worse than it just being backed by, you know, uh, uh, gold and silver or something of that capacity. Yeah. It's backed by the intrinsic value of the very human that agrees to be the person liable on that instrument. So mm-hmm. that's what it's backed by. It's backed by the, the life force of the people. Yeah, one more, sweat one more equity, as they say. One more question in regards to our government names and, you know, how all names are, like, spelt in caps and stuff like that. So you talked about that's a, like, the the name, our names that you see via bank statement stuff, that's like more of like a straw man per se, right? So we actually, that's a artificial person. I'm talking about as far as commerce goes and us being vessels and the way we trade and stuff. I mean, as far as, like, like I mean, what the government, I mean, like, each of us have a value in us. I mean, as far as what the government is allowed to, like I say, I guess, borrow from um, other countries or the case may be, we all have a value in our head. Would you agree with right, that? It's the, no, absolutely. There was a, um, well, there was a congressman who came out and, and he stated that uh, each the birth certificate is evidence of at least $45,000 of debt owed to the United States that every person who has that instrument would pretty much be. Again, like, if you take a piece of paper, if you take a piece of paper and you point on it and say, you know, okay, this is me, then you just put yourself within the borders of Mm -hmm. that contract, that instrument. So there has to be an understanding that, you know, you as a natural man or woman, you know, for female, you know, in the case of a female, that it's not a situation of whether you are the straw man, so to speak, because what you got to understand about person, a uh, person comes from the Greek word pro, uh, propon or propaner, uh, and it means to act. So, you know, if you didn't do anything and just stood still, you'd be a statue. So you'd have to have deeds and actions. And it's through those acts and those actions that you develop this particular person, which is not you, but it's your it's your uh, imprint in that particular realm or reality. So in the commercial world, you know, if you're doing business as an individual, then you're going to have to, you know, put that person out front. If you have entities, I mean, even somebody who didn't particularly say proclaim their nationality and status or anything in that capacity – they can shelter themselves simply by doing business through all of their companies and no business as an individual. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, the, the, the concept of the straw man applies to corporations as well. It applies to LLCs. It applies to, you know, uh, 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 what you would have, uh, sole proprietorships. All of these different things are paper instrument entities, and they're given energy when they're put into commerce and they get certain digits attached to it. You see, those are all score numbers. So the main thing is, even in a less complex society, you're still going to have to have an accounting system of specific resources because there's also commodities trading where you have, uh, you know, there's, you know, milk, cows, uh, you know, gold, silver, all, all commodities are traded as well. So that's different. That's a different form of money, as one would say, uh, than, you know, stocks, bonds, or FRNs or notes. That's actual commodities. You know, something that's an actual has intrinsic value. So right. it's just about knowing how to add numerical value to the environment around you. Exactly. Okay. Right. Uh, well, thanks for answering my question. Indeed. 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 All right. Peace. Good night. Thank you, Carla. Right. Peace. All right. Bye-bye. Peace. Peace. Yeah, I think that was brilliantly stated, you know, explaining Hello? Ms. Mom. Yeah. Answer this question. So would Jay-Z be considered Sean Carter's straw man? Uh, well, yeah, pretty much, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and then I'm pretty sure that his lawyers have at least already taken steps to trademark and to, uh, to trademark Sean Carter as a brand. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because it really doesn't have any value other than government IRS taxing purposes. Uh, if it, if it doesn't, if he doesn't incorporate that, cause now it's a, everybody knows him and knows that name, then it's famous because that name is written down for a lot of, you know, uh, what you would call, uh, uh, you know, songwriting and ASCAP and that, you know, all of those, of course, no, of course. all of those. Well, that name, goes. yes, that name is a corporate entity. Because, like you said, when you look on the when when you look on a jacket of the linear notes, you see the person's real name. But Sean Carter has, and this I explained this on the show before. Sean Carter has created a, a, a entity. He has created a corporation known to the world as Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Sean Combs mm-hmm. has created an entity known as Puffy. Then he went and created another entity known as P Diddy, and they were both corporate entities. Those are actual entities. Those are straw men. Those are corporations. So Sean Carter Carter cashes a check, but Jay-Z brings in the – he brings in the money. He got 63 this year on Forbes list. He made 63 million this year. So Mm -hmm. Jay-Z is the corporate – yeah, that's your corporation right there because a lot of people have issues with the straw man. My answer is create a corporation out of your straw man. Make that motherfucker work for you. Make him do the do the bidding. That's what magic is. When we when we were doing magic, when we when we so called were metaphysical and occultists, what we would do is we had the art of creating grim through um, the grimoires and what whatnot, creating um, beings that will work for us. Angels, dukes, and things like that, they will work for you. They call it the, um, the Goetia in the Book of Solomon. The keys of, that's where you get the keys of Solomon for. So this is what people still do to this day, but they've made them corporate entities. But see, you, you're absolutely right. But the thing about it is 
that was the creation of corporate entities. Like corporations is a very ancient thing. This is ancient. It's exactly. as ancient as the term kings and queens. Like that's not nothing new. The Albians learned the science of corporations, of course. and exactly. that's why what gave them the advantage in the sense that they used the corporations to do. Uh, I, for instance, when you talk about capitalism, people say capitalism is bad because you know there's no restriction on it. Well, the society is going to reflect the individual people part of that society. So if the individual people that's a part of that society are greedy, then in a free market you're going to have greed. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's yep. when you say free market, you're talking about free will. You know, to try to write law that dictates what a person can't sell and sell. I mean, with a, you know, with an entity can't sell or sell, buy or sell, then, you know, that's not a market that everybody would want to participate in. You see what I'm saying? So they had to create a venue where everybody could just get here, compete, and do business. And the fact is, is just because, you know, you have some Albians who, and some, some Negroes, too, who may have, uh, you know, done some bad things with corporations doesn't make the science and the science of it and the entities themselves bad. Bad, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't compute. Exactly. I want to read real quick a description of the Silk Road in case the family never heard of the Silk Road. And it was on the Silk Road where we were becoming, this is where we became illustrious in our trade. This is where we became world-renowned. This is where we traded with all other nations and basically, you know, all kind of things were exchanged. Silk was exchanged. Gold was exchanged. Knowledge was exchanged. Spices, you know what I mean? Because people, you have to realize that the, uh, the spice war, spices were back then what drugs are today. Cocaine, mm -hmm. heroin, opium, things of that nature, purple, sour, that's what the spice was about. That's what that's what moving spice was. Because mm -hmm. the European the European couldn't get spice from anywhere. And then there were certain spices in India that um the people in Kemet didn't have. And they would do anything to get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I wanna get on this for okay. No, no, get it. My bad. Nah, say what you was gonna say. No, I was just going to say quickly that, um, you know, when we're talking about, you know, the spice trade and, and the trading of spices, uh, these things came about because civilization expanded. You understand what I'm saying? It's only through the expansion of civilization that all that, that flourishing for people becomes, uh, you know, where people, you can only learn, sit and have and, and become more intelligent if you have the time to. And they said the people in Kemet had a lot of time to because of the Nile and, and what it meant for their commerce and from what they got from mm -hmm. Chris as well. So if you're spending your times and your whole entire day hunting, you know, gathering food, you're going to learn a lot about that stuff, but you're not going to have time to sit back and reflect on anything because you're constantly on the move. That's why when you, you survive the alone. Exactly. exactly. So, the the what we the behaviors that we were stuck in as hunter gatherers, we are hunter gatherers today. Mm. Most of us who are in the street, basically chasing our meal down. Yeah. Feel See, what I'm saying? I wanna, I wanna we are still hunter. Family, 
It's ten forty eight. We got a lot of hands still raised in the queue. Can I jump right, into this next call this real quick? The, I just want to read the Silk Road, but um, right. go ahead. All right, caller calling from three four seven eight two one. Peace to the caller. Hold on, my computer's taking a little moment. Peace. Give me one second, y'all. Peace. You want me to just read that while you wait? Yeah, I guess you can. I mean, I'm the 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 line right. should be on right now. Peace, caller from the three four seven. Yeah, go ahead then. All right, extending four thousand miles, the routes enable people to transport goods, especially luxuries such as slaves, silk, satin, and other fine fabrics. Musk, other perfumes, spices, medicines, jewels, glassware, and even rubber, as well as serving as a conduit for the spread of knowledge, ideas, cultures, and diseases between different parts of the world, ancient China, ancient India, Asia Minor, and the Mediterranean. Trade on the Silk Road was a significant factor in the development of the great civilizations of China, India, Egypt, Persia, Arabia, and Rome, and in several respects helped lay the foundations for the modern world. Although the term Silk Road implies a continuous journey, very few who traveled the world traversed it from end to end. For the most part, goods were transported by a series of agents on varying routes and were traded in the bustling mercantile markets of the oasis towns. So they was getting money in the desert, right? <laughs> <laughs> How about it? They was getting guap in the desert, and we sitting here. And we not Yo, taking. We need to create a new silk route. They still man. get money yeah, out I'm there. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Forbidden Kingdom the other night. You know what I'm saying? They speak about the Silk Road all up in China and all that. So oh, we was global. This is where China and Egypt connected. Yeah. Yes, we was dumb and global. Was, and remember, I said slave first. Yeah, but you got to study Muslim master Christian slaves. They were the slaves for thousands of years. To be red, when we used to use when we used to use color, we would say you was red like a slave, because the red man was the white man, who we call the white man right now. That's what Roman yeah, is. You know what I'm saying. That's yeah. So we was bringing them out of Europe, let moving me, them. Let me jump. Well, go ahead. These calls. Uh, three, four, seven. Peace. Hey, peace. This is Madam Butterfly. How are you? Peace. Peace to the matter. That's what's up. I was calling earlier because I heard you touch base um, a little bit on Mars, and um, and uh, Mars is actually in Pisces right now, and I just want to emphasize a little bit on that, on uh, what's Indeed. going on. Uh, I want to read this to you real quick. Um, Pisces is actually, if you got a moon in Pisces, a sun sign in Pisces, any sign in Pisces, the planet Mars is actually doing telecommunication through the psychic powers of Pisces. So the Pisces people are able to tune in psychically on a lot of stuff that's going on because aliens like to do telecommunication, which the Pisces is strongly connected to. So 
we're going to have a lot of these events. And I just want to read you a real quick quote about the pyramids and UFOs. It says, uh, many believe that there is a Mars-Egypt connection. They believe that the pyramids at the Giza's were built by aliens. And they consider the 1976 discovery of what appears to be the pyramids, um, like based on Mars, is evidence. Supposedly, these aliens gave the Egyptians superior technology with, um, with which is to build the pyramids, and the pyramids were used to generate this power. All strange theories aside, the Mayans were the keenest observers of the stars and all of the ancient peoples. But I really want to read this to you really quick. If this is for Mars in Pisces for 2010, for this month of August. No, 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 no. Uh, talk, the moon, the moon is in Pisces. Yeah, the moon is in Pisces. I'm sorry, what and did Mars, I say? Mars, yeah, Mars. No, is no, going. the moon is in Pisces in Mars. Mars is also in Pisces, so you have the moon okay. in Pisces and Mars in Pisces. But it says this: On August 12, you will see a trio of planets low in the western sky, just at sunset. The crescent moon joins the trio. Can you see the slender? Crescent moon just below the planet is saying you might uh, on August 12th. If not, check out the next few nights as the crescent gets bigger. On August 13th, you will find a slightly fatter crescent moon just to the right of Mars. Finally, on the 14th, you will see the moon further to the right of Mars. You can compare the size and difference of the moon and Mars with your own eyes. So basically what the, this image appearing in the sky is supposed to be the planet Mars, and Mars is associated with aliens that are revealing themselves telepath, telepathically made through the Pisces energy. So this is how it's just all connected. So we will be seeing uh, the Mayans predicted this, that it happened so many years. And so they are appearing, but they're, they're coming alive through the psychic, through, through the Pisces energy because the Pisces is doing the most telecommunication with them. So they're bringing the energy down and tuning people into the frequencies of them. So this is what's going on with that uh, that image in the sky, you know, and it was supposed to be, you know, this month that I just read to you. So, um, Have you Mars, seen the image yourself? Yeah, I've seen the image myself. I've seen the image myself. Um, so that's supposed to, that's definitely UFO activity. They're definitely here, and they are they're getting stronger through technology. They're getting stronger through technology, through all of these computers and technology. So, you know, they're living and they're alive and they're mothers. So, you know, but the Pisces is the ones that can do the most communication with them to let us know what is going on. And so the moon in Pisces is representing the, the Pisces being the most emotional right now and feeling it the most. So, I mean, if anybody that has anything to do with Pisces, especially a moon in Pisces, Jupiter in Pisces, and a sun in Pisces, if they just, you know, tune into the skies, they can actually get us some great messages back and what's going on, and these people can actually bring some great, great, uh, make a lot of money right now because they can get the information directly from these beings uh, that would better their lives financially. So it's, you know, so hopefully that, that helps. I just want to fill you in on, on that about, you know, connecting the Mars energy with Pisces and the moon. Absolutely. I mean, I actually have a moon in Pisces, so it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I just wanted to add to that too that um, you know, in uh, in the United States codes, uh, and in the in the stat various statutes and laws that they have, you know, alien, foreign alien or illegal alien, 
these things that that language is already used. So you know that doesn't mean it doesn't matter where that's coming from. Anything that's foreign to them, they're calling alien. So I just don't want people to look at what's being talked about like it's it's spookism. I mean, it's all around you. It's just if you fail not to see it, you know. I mean, what are they calling the Mexicans? They calling the Mexicans illegal aliens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the the, the, the term touches real home. Whether you're talking about people from other star systems and beings from other star systems, or people right across the, the desert from you. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, these, right. these, 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 um, these beings. What makes these beings different? Just for an example, I just gave a description on uh, August 13 when they it appeared in the sky next to the crescent moon is visible, so it is not spook. It is very evident. And this technology, the way that the world is spinning right now, where do we speed up to this speed and how we move it at the speed of light, you know, with technology? It is so much coming out every day. Where are we as a human race suddenly getting it from? That's that's interesting you bring that up because they was, I was watching someone who's talking about Thomas Edison was trying to make light bend, and he was, uh, whether it's true or false is not the case, just they was talking about him bending light, and that's pretty much, he made an instrument where it could go around a corner, but he didn't perfect it, and allegedly. And the thing about it is that's what they made fiber optic, fiber optic cables from, and it was a brother who invented fiber optic cables. So they said messages... As the speed of light, I'm saying I'm just corroborating. They send messages at the speed of light through the computer. If I send you a message, you know what I'm saying, and it pops up instantly on your screen. That's at the speed. You know, that's that's based. As soon as you press enter and it's there, that's at the speed of light. It's like cutting the lights switch off and on. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I want to thank. I just want to say peace to the gods and thanks for uh, letting me get my message in. Indeed. Thank you for that breakdown. That was very insightful. And, um, you know, actually helped us fill in some blanks. I want to open up. We have two minutes or a minute for that matter, a minute remaining on the line. The calling number is 347-637-2135. Please join us for the additional uh, hour and also join us in the ethers at 1111 so we can communicate with the family. Yeah, at the end, I was leave your information, Cheyenne. For the family yeah. to get cut off. Yeah. Info. Before the family gets cut off, I am send them um shoot them the contact information for the Marrakush. Oh, you could definitely contact us at www.marrakushsociety.com. That's M-U-R-A-K-U-S-H Society.com uh, and MarrakushEmpire.com. And uh, y'all can check us out there. You can call us at 888-411-8480. Indeed, I'll be expecting you. Indeed. I just lost, I ain't lose the switchboard, but give me a second for the switchboard to load. Again, thank you for the callers who won't be joining us. Catch us in the archive and catch us in the ethers. For the callers that are still on the line, I do want to continue to open up these lines and bring the uh, callers in with questions, comments, or concerns. Caller from the 904-412. Peace. Peace, God. What's going on, sir? Peace. 
the cigars are calling out to Duval. Uh, Peace, God. You can go God. ahead and open up the lines, man. I know you want to get some calls in. I can I can hold for a minute. You just keep me on. All right. I will do that. Word I'm going up. to open the line for... Man. Bass, it's just called Cut the queue. Mm. Well, Hold I got on, a let me statement. I got a quick statement. Let me see yes, something. You might be open. Seven zero eight two eight. Peace. Ah damn, it's cut. Yeah. You got the floor, caller. Word up, word up, yo, sir. Hey, we we got a we got a mighty organization, man. That our people go to two and three times a week already. We get we get that church man. We get the church organized and unified with on this information man. I'm telling you, go go all in. Like I said in the Book of Acts, come in and turn in all all your possessions man. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and bruh, we it'll come down in one day and one hour. But uh, I just wanted to throw that in there man because you know a lot of our people still up in that church man and caught up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, a lot of them ain't going to make it out of there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. I feel like, yeah, I, I feel, I feel yeah, like they got the skeleton key. Yeah. When I sit back and I do the research and I, and I look and I see who has the most potential to turn this whole thing over one Monday, it's the church community like a mother. Church, man. Because they got it. They they deposit in a few billy every Monday. All of the black churches in America. Uh, killing them. You know what I mean? Killing them. They, 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 they under investigation. They under investigation right now by the Congress too, because they made four hundred twenty billion dollars since the nineteen eighty. And they can't call see, for it. Yeah, they can't yeah, account for it. See the immunities. The immunities. See, uh, it's interesting because you know, remember, Chris, we were we were in uh, negotiations with about you know with a lot of churches in uh in Pennsylvania, Philly, Sega Maxim. And uh, you know, the thing is we gotta bring our information to our people in that venue and replicate because that's the ecclesiastical system. This is why we I was always I'm always telling people on my specific show about the power of religious corporations, which was proven with Noble Drew Ali brought to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you do all business under your church or your temple, because in the in the legal language, church means mosque, temple, synagogue, etc. Um, you're able to have immunity. Obama was talking about, you know, uh, certain charitable giving for Muslims is difficult because of the current rules. So he was giving legal arguments and grounds that one could raise uh, from the point of being a Muslim of, you know, tax immunity on or exemption. From certain things, it's, yeah, it's definitely in the ecclesiastical venue because you could create your own jurisdiction. You can have your farms. You even got 501D tax exempt status for apostolic associations, which is specifically for communities, religious communities, and not necessarily the institution. So, yeah, I concur. I concur. Your, your place where you're handling your father's business and the business of the world is war. 
You know what yep. I'm saying? I feel you. Commerce is, is everything. You know what I'm saying? Economic. However, the business, this of this devil, the business of this devil is total war. I mean, but see, the thing about it is, when you look at what war is, it's uh, it's it's commerce because the most money is made during wars. And when yeah. you understand that World War II, they issued they issued war bonds. Roosevelt issued war bonds in World War II to raise money for the war. Like the thing about it is, there's bullets right now. They're saying that there's a bullet shortage in the United States because so many people and companies are buying so many bullets. So you know what that's doing to the price of bullets. I mean, if you don't have you know weapons in order for weapons to you have to pay somebody to make them. So commerce is the undertone, and, and it connects everything. Because if we want, if, when you talk about war, I mean, you just got to get into the right war. You got to get into the war on terrorism and incorporate private uh, military security funds. Everybody's doing this every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every day. You know, yep. private military. If you've seen the movie Green Zone, you see that the, 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 the regular army guy got chumped by a private military dude. This is what Blackwater is about, and they changed their name to XE, trying to mimic the Olmecs. Yes, sir. Okay. And they got Titan. Mm-hmm. You know, my the million-dollar thing is we have organizations that are – you know, make the claim of militant. And I state severely makes the claim because it's a claim that got made, but, you know, there's no militant actions. There's not even a military structure to make it a reality. Now, realistically, a black, a so-called black militant order would be a private army with no apologies because when I look at the army, all I see is quote unquote blacks, quote unquote Latins, and things of that nature. So the same way that they could sign up for that army, they could sign up for a private army. It's it's legal because they're already doing it. Blackwater exists. Titan exists. There's about hundred private. Ar- Say it again. Yeah, you're right. So we hire all these little young niggas out here and put them to war. So get them up out these jails. I'm telling you, man, everything is right here at our fingertips, man. It's amazing, dog. Think of, I, yeah, yeah, think about think about the amount of brothers that wouldn't have went to jail. They wouldn't have started Bro, selling crack. They wouldn't yeah. have put in trying to move work if they had so-called black companies, private armies, where they knew that they were doing the work. Huh? Give them three hots in the cot. Uh, uh, get them some two months of basic training, son. Get them uniforms. Get them, man. We can Deprogram I mean, them. It's going to take bread to do that. And you, and, and you got to say, what are you, if you got a private military security firm, what are you protecting? You see what I'm saying? So it's like the intent has to be there so that energy isn't wasted on things that don't have anything to do with the business of things. Because if you no, you protecting people. yeah the corporations. Precisely. Exactly. Exactly. Have armies way, protecting them. You know, you know they gonna come at us sooner or later. Yeah, we can outwit them, but sooner or later, you know, you gonna some some gonna have to go down, and we gonna have to have some. You know. I mean, well, we got a whole the thing to be raised. We got a whole mm-hmm. kingdom to run. We finna run the earth, so we finna have all our all our 
utilities back with us. So you know, Keith, stay tuned for the tour. We're going to bring it all live to you because we definitely got, we already got, uh, you know, uh, companies in the nature thereof to handle such things. It's just about the people's participation at this point that they're oh, going to get on the ship. Yeah. Yeah, you need the that's what we need the participation. If you wake this giant up, you better have something for it to do. <laughs> yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, it be. Yeah, and and we we come in to we come in to basically feed that giant because the giant woke up. He's up. He was. Yeah, you could see around that. the world. The, 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 you could look around mm-hmm. the world and see the giant don't woke up. The mm-hmm. earth trembling, everything shaking, the pillars is coming down. Right, he's right, up. right. He's hungry. He's like, feed me something. So we coming to feed him some pills. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We're going to feed him some corporation and some solutions. Indeed. Because Listen, it's 1109. Um, right. You know, I want Cheyenne to line that up, that meditation that we're going to collectively go into on this full moon. You know what I'm saying? And I like to remind the family that this is a special program because we have just completed a cycle of full moons because when we had that meeting on a day at a time, which was July 25th, right, when we had our unity meeting, when all the Moors came together and displayed, right, a confederacy. Because up there on the mothership, they have an intergalactical confederacy. If all of these different quote-unquote species can get along, why can't organizations with common denominators in place, you know what I'm saying? Like, is there one thing that we can all agree upon? Well, that's what we got into that room when we forged. So that was the full moon. Here we are on this full moon, so we've come full circle. So let's put that out. Oh, indeed. Indeed. I would say um, that the focus should be because it is a full moon and because finances move and cycles of the moon, uh, I would say that this is the best time for people to focus on the idea that is going to take them out of the financial and commercial situation that they're in. The the seed and the idea that's going to bring forth a, a life of prosperity because just because everything's going, excuse my language, going to shit doesn't mean that it has to for us. This is the decline and the incline of something else. So I would want everybody to meditate on that idea that's going to financially liberate themselves. All right. So we're going to go in from 11.11 to 11.14. See you back on the line then. Peace. Peace.
Peace. Yes, sir. Peace, Islam. Indeed, people better than you know. You might gonna hit the lotto tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Just open up, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Some sort of family fun, and actually become that uh that 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 current that supplies the water to people who see to their thoughts, their inceptions that they put into the universe. Because I've seen some pretty clear and concise pictures myself. It's a wonderful thing. Ocean 14, change coming waves. Oh yeah, yeah. We uh we're gonna launch that off. You're gonna launch that off real, real right and nice when it's time. You know what I'm saying? I also yeah. want to put out there to all the to all the couples out there, to all the you know men and women in relationships with each other, especially those with children. You know, the same way you created that child together, y'all should create a company together, family company. That's going to allow for your family to participate in a family business, something that's going to make sure it produces for the family. So I just wanted to put that out there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Could I ask? I want to ask y'all a question. I'm still, I hope it's okay on the line. Um, If there are, um, I just want to say this, um, aliens, other beings, on this planet, and I wanted to ask the ones that appeared, just if it is real, and if you believe that it's real, that these beings do exist, um, could, in the flesh that they look like, in the flesh that they're in, could the human race actually, could you see yourself, okay, what is the movie that came out with the aliens living, um, they were trying to evict them, they were trying to evict the aliens um, out of the property, yeah, uh, District 9, could could we could we live like that um, with among the aliens if they were peaceful and cool and to share the land with them because doing telecommunication with them and I have Jupiter in Pisces um, was explained to me that that is what they want and they feel that if they don't get to live amongst us in peace for whatever you know reason that they feel a threat to the human race and they feel that they would sub maybe by 2012 destroy the human race by via flood. So I wanted to know, um, just in your personal opinion, if that was true, that there's a major shift coming in, some major event, major change, that we would have to share this this planet with some other beings, um, could you fathom your mind to even see that happening, or would you rather not live on this earth? Does anybody have a comment to that? Because I'm just... Uh, I live in Harlem. I live in Harlem. I'm around all kind of life forms every day. So well, I'm talking about more so like in the movie, more like so in the movie District Nine. If that was true, just like Eagle's Eye is true. I mean, mm-hmm. we we are typical beings that live on a, a universe. We live on this planet with all kind of different species of what you would deem as alien life. Like, what if you saw a snake for the first time? That'd be like an alien to you. So. If they are, if we ever come into contact with beings that we've never come into contact before, you know, it wouldn't be the first time. So there truly wouldn't be, you know, we would have to be able to live. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. I mean, but just just think of if you ever saw the movie District Nine, 
But instead of us trying to destroy them, that they really live among us in peace as neighbors, as these other beings do, do, I mean, not saying that somebody would agree to that, but I mean, that's what they're wanting. You know what I'm saying? And that's on the for real deal. And, and they want that in exchange for them better in this planet, providing us with the technology, providing us with all the things that they have given us, you know, and, you know, it what, is, it what, is what I, I could say, what I could say to that is, um, I know that, uh, you know, according to Morris Science, I know Nova Drew Ali says that the principles is peace, freedom, love, truth, justice, and, uh, freedom, you know, so, uh, the thing is, is, uh, Love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, excuse me. So those principles are universal principles. But, you know, me personally, uh, when I look at things, as as the brother said, when you look at different life forms and species already, and even the species and life forms that we live with that we don't even know exist among us, and we start talking about the possibilities of beings from other planets coming here and there, the situation is the same. Uh, you know, we got to know who's coming into the jurisdiction. We got to, you know, it's the same. It doesn't really change anything other than the biosphere. It may change the biology of, uh, of, of you know, pretty much everybody on the planet. And I don't, I don't doubt that beings is already among us. The fact is, those are those of us who are not uh, a part of those quote unquote alien races, uh, so to speak. The fact would be we still, as a people, need to get ourselves together so we can contract with everybody else properly. You see what I'm saying? Because we're not going to have a choice if they have superior technology. You're not going to have a choice in the matter. So the issue becomes how do you become relevant to sit down at the table? For instance, in all of the movies, they always say, take me to your leader. Who who, who do our people take them to? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's all about negotiations, contract, commerce, and deals. Because if they come in with a trade, a product, or a service, which is what you're saying is that a technology, okay, you know, I would I would vouch for accepting the technology that they teach us about the technology first, so that we won't be able to be entrapped with the technology, you know. But though that's neither here nor there. It's just some of my thoughts though on on that particular scenario. Yeah, that was that was all that was very informative. That was good information. Yeah. Honest, indeed. Yeah, I as well uh um set up corporations and just to emphasize on that, you know, that's a, that is a brand new life, it's a brand new start. You can incorporate your name, you can incorporate yourself now and go to the bank, open up your bank account and, you know, be a corporation, you know, um and well, it's, a the start. it's a new start for bad credit too. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a bad, but you definitely want to. I mean, but see, know. the thing is, the thing is, sister, you're supposed to do business from that point forward. Like when you're born, our parents are supposed to set up trust companies so that we're never contracting as individuals anyway. We'd be contracting through a family trust, you know. So. You know, corporations are supposed to have credit and debt and different things like that. You as a woman shouldn't have that. But the c- corporation that you control and own, you know, that's the thing for it. So it's not, it's more or less not being the corporation, but being the controller. It's sort of like driving a car, you know, commandeering a car or automobile. You know, you're not 
the automobile, but you're the controller of it. Yeah, I feel the world is coming to that, to uh, um, self-employment of somehow we all are creative beings and um, Indeed. and we all have some creativity to bring here, no matter who we are and where we come from. And so that is the energy we need to tap into to even come out of slavery, saving yourself. Oh, indeed. That's that's that's, that's real talk right there. Because uh, if uh, if we don't, if you, if 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 companies aren't established so that they can incubate people's personal talents and skills, because everybody's supposed to do what they're supposed to do by nature. And it's not until you're doing what you're supposed to do by nature that you're ever going to be happy in your life. Right, right. So you should base a company. You should People should get the business skills to accompany their talents so that nobody cheats them in business so that they can properly run their companies and be in control of how their talents is utilized instead of being exploited, you know, from them. Yeah, there's a movie out, a documentary by Wayne Dyer, motivational speaker, called The Shift. And the goal of that movie is to even get through the movie because it appears to be very boring. And as you keep watching it, you will see the shift start to take place in everybody's lives, you know, having having access or having what they're looking for right in front of them, and they don't see it. And it's about tapping into that which you want by 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 focusing on what's right there versus what's outside of you. You know, for an example, just, you know, for an example, in the movie, um, the the filmmaker who was actually filming the film, The Shift, was trying to get a major deal from some other people to shoot his bigger, his big film, his his biggest film that was going to be his big break. And what it boiled down to was the guy who he was filming, the small guy, knew nothing but millionaires. Where he was filming it at, the guy was a millionaire. He had millionaires mm. all around him, but he was so busy trying to find a millionaire outside of where he was, he couldn't even see what was in front of him. So, mm. you know, it was, it was, it was, it was, that's where our programming is at, everything outside of us, you know, which is the shift which we will be forced to do, forced to bring that change, you know, um, by crisis is like Katrina that would um, force us to lose, to redirect, because, you know, because Uranus is right now sitting, the planet Uranus, which is the planet of change, is sitting right in everyone's first house in astrology. And what that means is that we're changing as a people. We're tapping into all the things that's causing us to change. And, you know, one of the things we'll be changing is better in thyself, you know, and we're going to be forced to do that whether we want to or not. You know, like, for example, if we don't pay taxes, then we have no public schools, you know. And if we have no public schools, where, you know, where are we going to be forced to do it? People are going to be setting up shop in their homes. So, you know, it takes, you know, sometimes chaos to start new again, which was what I thought the Twin Towers was about, falling down to to establish the newness, you know. And, you know, we have to have the order within ourselves of self-employment, of creativity, without a doubt, to survive, you know, because we can't keep dependent on something outside of ourselves, you know, and it's enough for everybody. It's enough for everybody to trade or say it's enough. That's what we got to understand, that it's endless. It has no end. It's it's more than just enough in everybody. It's endless. 
It could mm-hmm. feed generations upon generations nonstop, mm-hmm. like an oil flow, the oil flow. You know what I'm saying? So I want to read something real quick because it's, it's good that you my paradigm this that I'm changing out of and the new paradigm that I'm going into through my eyes is my Moorish paradigm. But the time when we rule is coming back. Feel what I'm saying? Everything is beginning to return. So that's why we're seeing the, terraform, the terraforming of this epoch into a whole nother paradigm. You know what I mean? So I'm going to read this about our ancestors, and we're going to focus on matching that. The Iberian Peninsula was greatly enriched by the labors of the Moors. They established the silk industry. They were highly skilled agriculturists, introducing cotton, rice, sugar, cane, dates, lemons, and strawberries into the country. Abu Zakara and Ibn Alamam wrote authoritative remarks on Moorish animal husbandry and agriculture. Ibn Khaldun, a Moorish agriculturist, wrote a treatise on farming and worked out a theory of prices and the nature of capital. He has been called the Karl Marx of the Middle Ages. Caliph Abdid Ir Rahman of Cordova ordered the construction of an aqueduct which conveyed pure water from the mountains to the city. Extensive irrigation systems were constructed by Moorish engineers who also built large underground silos for storing grain. The mineral wealth of the land was not disregarded. Copper, gold, silver, tin, lead, iron, quicksilver, and aluminum were extensively mined. So in that one sentence right there, right, that one paragraph right there is basically letting everybody who could hear this know that y'all better step your game up. You did all of this stuff already. Indeed. We're not and even going to And that you. wasn't 6,000 years ago. It was only like 200, Just 500 years say, ago. Just about to get you lost in 6,000 years because a lot of people use that for an excuse for still going to sleep. That was about 400 to 500, 600, 700 years ago. You was doing all of that. Mm-hmm. This is what we were doing. That's why we have the inklings to do it again, but we keep holding ourselves back because there's a ceiling on top of our head. I think you know that's I mean? the fear, too. Huh? I think that's the fear that some people put out there. You got a lot of a lot of a lot of teachers, a lot of speakers, a lot of information out there is is scaring people about business and commerce. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're just going to keep getting... These, these are the spells. Money is the root to all evil. Spell, powerful, like Merlin casted it. But you know, the Bible didn't say money. It said the love of money is the root of all evil. And then it also says in another verse that money answers to all things. <laughs> so it's about what spell you want to cast. Poor <laughs> righteous spells. Yeah, yeah. More money, more problems. Spells. And people fell for that one. You know what I mean? Ain't no it don't have to be more problems. It really doesn't. Uh-huh. More money, more solutions. More money, yeah. more power. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What we was doing was stacking. We were not slacking from Kemet all the way to the Morocco, all the way to Mali. 
all the way to synagogue, all the way to what they deem um, Hawaii. We wasn't playing with all the way to Peru, all the way to Brazil. We was not playing games due to history, y'all. And if you could do that, you know, excuse that we not doing what we supposed to be doing. Now we was on a silk road dealing with all of these other nationalities, and now we so-called out of slavery, but we can't deal with these nationalities. These nationalities, you know, are even in our neighborhoods, but we don't do commerce with them. We do it from a consumer's point of view. We the customer. You only a customer. You're not a hustler. You don't sell them nothing. They don't buy nothing from you. You know what I'm saying? When we go to the Chinese food restaurant, we spending money with them. They ain't breaking no bread with you. They not coming outside of the Chinese restaurant to break to buy from the vendors in the street. They not buying from the people in the store. You know what I'm saying? They not buying not buying off of websites. You know, so there's 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 a you know, I don't we we gotta step it up. I want to go right to the source. I want to go over there to China. I want to go over there to India. I want to go to these places because this is where I was before in my other lifetime. Getting it in, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't a problem. I didn't have to ask the government's permission to do these things. That's the most problem that we. We have not. We we haven't tasted what it feels to be sovereign yet. We haven't even tasted what it feels to get on the road to sovereignty, where somebody is not controlling you and owning you, and you know that you've made measures to make that to make that not a possibility. It's one thing about knowing that your birth certificate is a contract, or knowing other things are basically powerful spells and contracts that they put together on a piece of paper, and you might you might downplay it. But corporations are on a piece of paper. The paperwork is one of the most powerful things. It's always been that. Magic used to go on pieces of paper. The books where the knowledge was passed from hand to hand around the world through time millennium was paperwork on pieces of paper. It's always been there. Yo, honestly, yo, yo, I just got to say. Huh? I just got to say, honestly, you're saying that because so many people just try to brush that off as if it's irrelevant. So good luck on bringing that up. Cause... Only, only someone. You, you got to understand. Even in, even in our past lives, even when we had the kingdom, you understand. Everybody did not understand this. They didn't understand what was going on. They didn't know what the hell paperwork was. So nothing has changed. Mhm. Yeah, that's what. That's we was true. dealing with, we was dealing with the savage Moors. We was dealing with savage Euros. We was dealing with savage Slavs. We was dealing with savage um, Mongols. We was dealing with all of that, savage Arabs, savage Corsairs, Ottomans, and they, we had beef with them, and we got money with them, and we was rocking with their shorties. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. what we was doing. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing that we are doing right now. We were spitting poetry to them, and we spitting poetry to them right now. And they was falling at our feet and giving us anything that we wanted. The troubadour and the jester and all of that. Gucci, man, and Waka Flock Flame, man. Stop playing. <laughs> and people bow down to that. I'm just still in the kingdom, but the castles have fallen. This is a kingdom right here, B. Ain't nothing changed, but we a kingdom, we a vassal of the Roman Empire, bottom line, of the Vatican. And there's ways to basically get out of that because you don't have to be under that motherfucking yoke no more. You know, it's crazy, too. I just want to add that the Justice Department put something out saying that they need a linguist 
on Ebonics. I've been telling people for years that, you know, Ebonics is just saying ebony, really. It's just really saying ebony. And uh, But my whole point is, is that, you know, they said they need an official translator for, they like, the Justice Department. You dig what I'm saying? Yo, for and them. they still want to add out for shamans. They're looking for shamans as well. So, mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, men who stare at goats already showed you, you know what I mean? And they showed you the surrogates. They got agents, there's profits, why not? You know, it's that ain't far-fetched. I mean, the whole point is, is that when you when you talk about the, the you know, I mean, all we can do is be Moors. You know what I'm saying? All we can do is be what we always are, whether positively or negatively, under whatever brand title we're going under. All we can be is ourselves. So, just like we crafted Latin, I mean, yeah, uh, Latin from Arabic and Spain. You know, from English, we made Ebonics because, I mean, the language, I mean, people try to say, oh, there ain't no real language. It, it does not change the fact that when you go down to Georgia, you know, you go down south, they're saying where they do that at. If you don't know that, then you just don't know the language. It's a complete, yo, with me. Yeah. I, I've seen the article. The they said yep. that when we say that, they, they said they you have to know the differences between how we say bath and bath, like with an F. Like, they 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 breaking it down to the science <laughs> of how Ebonics is a different language than English. They said they need a translator. Right. That's why they wrote dictionaries on it and got rich. Yeah. Wow, what, so while all, all the black leaders was, all the black leaders was saying, don't speak that Ebonics and speak proper English. The Albians was making money off writing dictionaries, teaching other Albians how to talk and 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 how to how to know what we're saying. Yeah, and that was part of their lexicon. You know what I mean? And and Brother Rich had explained in his lecture. He called it the um the what was it? Swervy? What what was it, Phil? <laughs> Twirly, Twirly. Twirly, twirly, and that's he explained this his own form of DNA. You know what I'm saying? When you're speaking, speaking in codex, and it's almost like playing Zelda, where you got to know how to get through the maze to get to the next part of the sentence. Because if you can't get past one part, the rest of it ain't gonna make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But we we have always been creators of languages. You know what I'm saying? We have always been Jehudi that have been able to yield the tongue and master communication. We have yeah. always been silver surfers. Riding the earth retrograde, lords of communication. So it ain't no new thing. Continue creating. That's the thing. Because they're already gonna get agents to compromise the current lexicon. Let's make a new language up. Shout out to Doctor Yaw. Yeah. See when you see the difference is every, Pressure causes change. Conflict problems causes change. So, you know, our marginalization in the United States society system caused us to create a language called Ebonics out of that. But out of intellect, when we start putting the sciences to the meaning of certain sounds and putting the sciences together, 
then it becomes a different type of language, a language of empowerment. You see what I'm saying? Because now it's don't see I was actually watching Discovery Channel and it said that the reason a lot of the Chinese babies are intelligent is because when they're in the womb, the language that the Chinese people speak is vocal, has tonality to it. So naturally their children are gonna be smarter because right. their brains are exercised at a certain level and degree. You see what I'm saying? Whereas ours are not. There's no tone in uh, saying, how are you doing? But that may be Chang Wang Ding or something like that in, China, in right. Mandarin. Chang Dong Dong and it hangs. Yeah. They got, got body yeah. to it, you know what I'm saying? And depth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking, yeah, we were known for speaking five languages minimum. Yep, see? You're right. I got a curriculum for Morris for um, the ancient Morris school when they were um, in Al Andalus, and they were teaching them five language mandatory. Wow! Mm. Wow! We need we, we need you to put that together, man. We'll put that curriculum together because a shout out to Amani Bay from Japan. He sent me something where he was talking about uh, you had some Dutchmen who said that. There's no way we can break the Indian, you know, break the Hindu Kushites down because of their culture and their and their and their, and their education system. He said the only way we can get in and make these people bend to our will is if we make schools and teach them in our schools. So that's where it starts. That's how we lost the power <laughs> by be, by being taught incorrectly. I mean. Uh, you know, my my uh, my wife, she has a, a, a father's um, some mathematician. He's even saying that the children learn learn math wrong, but carrying over. You know what I'm saying? Say just the, the way we count is incorrect yeah. mathematically. So well, like, if you got that curriculum, like you got that curriculum that what we was teaching in Al Andalus, man, you need to. I'm, Right you can save the school system, man. <laughs> you can you can you you can create the whole entire new university after this, man. But that's what we did when we went there. We erected universities upon universities, so it's only right that that's what we're gonna have to resurrect. And this go yeah, around, we have universities. They gotta they have to be built around a scholarship that um Phil Valentine, Delbert Blair. Taj Tariq Bay. They supposed to write the textbooks. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Well, you know, the nation, the nation, right? I'm sorry, but the corporation that the nation basically funds will be the people who employ them to basically Mm -hmm. write these books. You know what I'm saying? And and, and give them them proper due to basically put in that work. See, that's why we incorporated. I got already incorporated. I already incorporated the Mullica Science University, MSU, for these specific purposes. That's one of our, you know, one of the ways we're going to spread this new economic. See, the system I realize is, is in you have to teach the youth. We, we have to give that same patience and time to the youth because they'll create the solutions right now, not later, but they'll create yeah. it right now. That's how advanced they are. So, you know, definitely, I didn't want to cut your thoughts off. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, uh, that's the way we'll be able to spread 
this uh, eco city uh, that we've uh, been doing a lot of planning on uh, throughout the world because it's through school, it's through teaching, it's through education. Whether that's edited dictation or not, the fact is we're going to utilize the teaching system because this is how you create. You can have the university create the the new laws, you know, create all of these new different things. Like you got MIT and all of these major science, you know, technology universities, and they are the backbone to the R&D or research and development for the whole entire uh, uh, society. Go ahead, global court. All right, exactly. I found this passage that I want to share with the family. I'm going to get into first the Caucasians, the Europeans, why they started studying our stuff. Remember, they started going to our universities. We, not, we, they, we couldn't go to their universities because they didn't have any. <laughs> yeah. That is not clearly evident, particularly when one recalls the establishment of the brutally coercive Inquisition and the tendency of the Moors to flee Catholic-controlled regions. Some medievalists like R- Rashdow frequently claimed that the primary reason for Catholic Europe's interest in the translation and study of Moorish treatises was for the purpose of converting Moors into Catholics. But as we take note of the type of work which was being translated, we see that much of Europe's focus was upon Arabic, Moorish, scientific, and mathematical texts. This Mm. fact does not offer much support for the assertion that the primary interest of the Catholic-dominated European societies was simply the proselytizing of Muslims. Now I'm going to get into the um, the curriculum that the brother taught. Ibn Hazim, 994 to 1064, educator, curriculum for Al-Andalus students. One, the study of the Holy Quran, followed by evaluation of its meaning. Two, addition, mm. subtraction, multiplication, division, fractions, and plain geometry in that order. Three, arithmetic. Four, Euclid's treatise on celestial bodies. Five, Patalysis al It should be studied in order to understand the concept of duration, limitation. Six, logic. Seven, botany, zoology, geology, and medicine in that order. Eight, history. Having the causes for ascension and decline in ancient society with the intention of avoiding repeated errors. Nine, religious law, Sharia. Holla back. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, that, you got to eat that last of me. But it's bro. one more. Hold on. Hazam even professed that a knowledge of the Quran was not sufficient without a knowledge of prophetic traditions and related disciplines and without the knowledge of language, medicine, and other disciplines. In truth, most of the disciplines studied by more students usually required an understanding of various other disciplines. The sciences were approached holistically. For example, physics encompassed medicine, while arithmetic included calculation, as well as inheritance, laws, and businesses. Consequently, Europeans from the scientifically emaciated countries of the Christian West made their way into Moorish Spain, either to behold the country's wonder or to partake in such social and intellectual advantages. Holla back. Give me my shit. That's crazy. You understand? So, like, I, like we're telling people, this is ground zero. This is, I'm, I'm, this is, this, this is where it is. This is what we have to return to. And I'm specifically speaking to my mores because, you know, most people, 
because I'm, I'm saying specifically speaking to them because those are the ones that can instantly activate. True. True. Patient is already there. The, the family that's out there that might have doubts, they need to see the nation form, and there's nothing wrong with that. So for all of the Moors, we have to begin to study our history and begin to create our future for that. You know, see, I think you're in a different place, though, than a lot of people, right? and then a lot of other people that may not be already Moors are already activated to certain things. They just need the peace to understand that they, what their status and nationality could do for them. Because the main thing is yeah. that... Um, the main thing is that the the fact that we have to return to that means that some things have to be applied. You see what I'm saying? Because a lot of us are in application mode, and more of us is not. Because so you have a lot of people who have the knowledge and understanding of our history and where we where we where we've come from, and the only way we can get there is if we start applying the science of business because it's going to take finance to get all of those different things going, especially a university, because you're going to have to pay the scholars of this day to write books. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like they already aren't making them already. The funny thing is if everybody was doing the things that they were supposed to do commercially, most of our scholars and our intellects will be writing the books that once the universities is born, we just gotta order those books. Indeed. And instead of lectures, you gotta go. You got a a, a whole auditorium to speak in every right. day. Right. We I mean, all all the pieces exist. They're just not formulated and constructed into a body or a constitution that denotes a commercial, you know, return return on an investment. What's the investment? Blood, sweat, and tears. So what's the return? A current. This is how we right our wrongs to make sure that we not only elevate our elders, but the feminine principle is being elevated, you know what I'm saying, because we have our own nursery where the mothers can now be mothers. For mothers that, you know, based on their particular chart, they might have a certain level of commercial genius where they need to participate in the workplace, in, in, in the fields of business. All of those options are open, but we have to be able to provide the society for us to flourish as a people and a family. And believe me, there's nothing, nothing holding you back at this point but you. But the fact that you can't see the game for what it is. Nobody is at the airport saying you can't get off that plane and set up shop wherever you choose to lay your hat and open up your shop. No one is telling you that you can't even hide out in your basement and get it popping on your iBook and, and, and get a multi-million dollar business crack-a-lacking. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, FEMA is not coming to look for you. They're not writing an X on your door and kicking it in. And aliens are not going to beam down and eat you. You know what I'm saying? Because you happen to have things popping for yourself. Get moving. The doors open. Can you please explain to people the effectiveness and the ease that they can incorporate their businesses? 
Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people think that uh you gotta go to some Jewish lawyer to, to take care of these things, but you know, if you go to any department of state and then also pay these other companies to incorporate for you, all you have to do is go to the Department of State of any state that you're looking to incorporate in. Start with the state that you uh do business with or what you consider living. And, uh, you know, check out the fees. Every state has different fees. You know, some are $50, some are $100, some are $500. And there's a whole science and system based around choosing the proper state based on the fees. So, you know, it's really easy. You pay the fee, you got you a company. You know, you, it's just the technicalities and knowing how to set it up for future legal purposes. But to get set up so that you can start to move in a in a more court see what I'm saying is true, we need sovereign immunity. We need diplomatic immunity. But we can have corporate immunity now. <laughs> you, you know, you got exactly. CEOs out there that's moving bigger than the president move. You know what I'm saying? And that's just with corporate immunity. B P got corporate immunity. Yep. You know? So the ease is very simple, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, we got a program, entrepreneurship program, where we uh, actually sit down and show everybody specifically how to do it. But just for those who are just brave enough or intelligent enough, just go to any Department of State website and check out their fees for incorporating. You know what I'm saying? It's that simple. At least what I'm saying is that we at least at this point need to all be business owners of a serious product or service if we're really going to consider ourselves to go anywhere. Because even when we was in such rural societies, we would have to bring some kind of product we were growing on the farm or where we lived at to the market to trade with the rest of the uh, people. You know what I'm saying? And to get funding for your company is a whole nother science. You know, this is that's the science of being able to get energy, enough energy current up. Because what you want to understand about current is there's water and electricity that's directed to you, you know, that is controlled from your house. Water and electricity creates current. <laughs> Electrical currents. Right? Currency. So yeah, definitely it's very simple. Just to go check go check those out, depending on what state you live in. And uh, you know, it's very simple to incorporate. But you gotta have a good business plan because the people think that they just gonna have an idea and run with it. You need to plan it out because that's the science of creating. The plan is the creation. Yes. That's what the blueprints are. That's the skeleton of your corporation. That's Kabbalah. That's how you actually bring something into manifestation. You know, turning on the lights for the room is one thing, but you actually have to have had a room to turn the lights on too. And that's how you structure your company. So when you do become an entity, you can now function because you have your 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 DNA is now written. You have the coding. Boom, this is how we're going to operate once we incorporate because our goal is this at the end of the year. So you have to be very factual and actual about the process of business. And I have been in the field of economics long enough in this community to know that that is something that we are suffering from, a lack of common 
common business skills. And it seems to be exasperated in the conscious community because there's no mechanism put into place like the ass whooping. Because coming from the streets, brothers who was 13, 14, and 15 had to adopt overnight a certain level of business acumen, respect, and honor, or there was bullets as, a, as, as, as you know what I'm saying, as a result of you not honoring certain agreements. So people was kept in line and forced to be on top of their business because death was the toss-up. But in this particular community, you know, there doesn't seem to be that certain level of impetus because it's not straight what people really want out of this. True, that's true. People still think freedom is free, so they feel it's not necessary to be one who acquires things. We're not talking astrological to people and telling them, Look, if you are a six-carbon man, if you are 666, then you are Jupiter. And you are born in abundance, you live in abundance. When you see that planet, see yourself. Mm. They're not taught to think abundantly like that, to understand that the entire lot is just uh, an expanse. If your mind is such a powerful computer that it emits thought and brings things into reality and it is boundless because... There are no edges or corners on the universe, then that's how much potential that you have. If if the brother KT explained it, and each atom is enough energy <laughs> to explode or to light up, for that matter, an entire globe, mm. then and if you are composed of trillions of cells, understand who you are. And what your potentials are, is snap out of the spell, the the, 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 the the dream, whatever you want to call it, the box, self-imposed, or, you know, you just got to shake the shackles, man, and do your thing. 100% you know what I'm saying? Right. And put your structure together. Business planet, consult with the brothers that are actually doing and the sisters that are actually doing business as well because the plan is for businesses to do businesses with other businesses in the circle and this is how we come become conglomerates this is how we can move as multinational companies and really start taking over you feel me doing doing uh corporate takeovers because once soul gold water becomes the staple of which all melanated beings need to drink because it's regenerating their dna and once you wake up to the fact that we already engaged in a water war, and you see this as not only as a product, but as a tool, then Poland Springs got problems. Mm-hmm. And Dasani got problems. You know what I'm saying? And then markets start to shift, and we become mm-hmm. the new economy. We have mm-hmm. to see it for what it is, or the war. And that's even with the MCs. That's even with the music. That if we are a community that's more than a million people strong, we can demonstrate commercially that we are forced to be reckoned with by raising in an industry where selling how much a uh, hundred thousand records a week, you are basically a success story. Like Eminem sold seventy thousand, and they were like, "Yo, he he bodied it this year." So if you're living in the time of the industry like that where somebody drops and you make sure that person pushes a million, you are sending a statement 
you are basically showing your force as a nation. They're going to record, who, who are these people? Who is this? What's this movement about? It's a nation. It starts commercially. Yeah, yeah people, you got to get behind something, you know what I'm saying, because the train is moving, and it's like either you on the train or you're not. Yeah, I got to stay honest for that, definitely. That's 100%. Is, uh, and I, before, the, before the show's over, I want to touch on this passage I got about paperwork, the Grimoire. Real quick. The dizzying breadth of philosophy and magical practice led to many different grimoires and magical treatises over the course of different centuries, and these were published and spread throughout the caliphates of the time. These writings took on different slants due to the nationality and metaphysical views of the authors, and they are not always consistent with each other in minor detail. Nevertheless, the grimoires show a remarkable level of cross-referencing. Obviously, the authors were well-read and well aware of each other's work. You know what I mean? That's that paperwork. Literature. Wow. That's to be writing books of magic, so let's all get on our job and do it and I give you honors, Brother Cheyenne, for what you're doing. You're basically putting this thing into motion, and we're not going to let the people down. We're going we're gonna to rise the way that we're supposed to rise. Yes. You know Save the Streets Tall oh, coming to a hood near you. We will be printing an itinerary very soon, as well as listing who shall be attending. You know what I'm saying? And, and the door is still open for those that want to get on board. Contact either one of us. Peace.